Street Fighters, welcome to the show. It's Sunday night. We're taking your calls. 614-655-3887, that number to dial. We got a bunch of people in here already. They want to talk about bad jobs, bad dare officers, fucked up bosses, and anything else going on in your street fight way of life. We'd love to hear about it. We are the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. It's been that way for quite some time now. And uh, we are playing live right now on WCRS-FM here in Columbus, Ohio. If you want to listen on your radio, tune in on 92.7 or 98.3. If you're inside 270 here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, you can listen to the best community radio that there is. It's WCRS, and it's happening right now live uh we appreciate their support and uh how much they've done for us over the years and are happy that folks in columbus get to hear this without uh, having to be on the goddamn internet but we also live stream this to everybody so if you want to jump in you want to chat with other people as they watch the show you want to react with other folks head over to uh facebook twitch twitter or youtube find street fight radio we're there and uh, we need you in there. We need some uh, interactions. We need some comments. We need to get a Twitch partner status. So really, if you go to twitch.tv slash streetfightradio, sign up, watch on Twitch, comment as much as you can. We want to get more uh, Twitch partner money. Uh, we're doing pretty good so far. We're making like 130 bucks a month from Twitch. And that's all coming from mostly free Amazon Prime subscriptions. So consider heading over to do that. And uh, I think that's everything. I, I honestly could keep promoting until uh, my eyes bleed. I didn't say anything about the zine. Jason just reminded me. Um, well, we need more submissions. We just had the religion zine just came out. It's also ordered. The heavy metal zine is in the mail. Uh, but we need submissions for alcohol and quarantine. Also, there's some other topics on there that you might be interested in. Just head to streetfireradio.com. At the top, there's a link that says zine submission. You click on it. It's going to tell you your DPIs. It's going to tell your inches. It's going to tell you your formats, how to get everything done. It's submitted to Street Fight Radio to be a part of the zine. Um, yeah, we usually we'll, we'll pay you too. Uh, we pay working artists and people so if you're a writer or artist and you want to get published or, or do something for fun that you know you can't do anywhere else give us a shout pitch us we'd love to hear from you streetfightradio.com uh zine submission when you get there so how's it going brian i'm okay i tried to get us uh uh ghost pepper donuts the second week in a row i failed at that the ghost pepper donuts okay these are um Duncan famously advertised all over social media, but they famously, well, maybe not so famously, never have them. Okay, I went to Duncan today to get some. I go there every day anyway to get coffee. Yeah, and uh, I went in there and I had a free coffee today too. I could spend no money today. Could spend zero. I could spend zero fucking dollars uh -huh. today, right? Okay. And I got my free coffee and I was like, ah, oh, you know. I'll get three ghost pepper donuts, one for me, one for Brett, one for Jason. And uh, I put them in a little order, and it was $3.45 with the free coffee. And uh, I got in there, and my coffee was there, and I was like, where's my donuts? And they were like, well, we got three donuts left. Like 
types or total? Three donuts. Just three. Just three. And they told me what the three donuts were. There was a really long line, too. That was the other thing. There was oh, a line no. all the way back to the door. And I was like, you're in some shit, man. You yeah. guys out of donuts. You this know, is Dunkin' Donuts. You know here. why people are in the line, right? They should have called it something. They should have changed the name. Like, Radio Shack didn't change the They no. went to the shack. When they stopped only selling radios. Yeah. Because they were just a radio store. And now they they weren't a radio store. Now they're nothing anymore yeah. at all. We don't need it. Uh, so but they, they didn't have none. The dunk, maybe? The the Yeah, the dunk or the nuts. Whatever. The Either nuts. one. The dough. Any the dough. Anything that's not donuts. Just if any, you only nothing, got three donuts. Nothing to suggest that you have donuts readily available. Yeah. They um, let me order them. So I was like, can I wait, get... They were like, what What do you want? You want these three donuts we have? <laughs> Which is a weird question because like, no, they also, I don't. I'm not going to fucking eat three donuts while I'm out taking a walk, you know? Like, well, they they can't make that right. Assessment. I understand. Uh, so when you showed up, that was was there a name on your order? Like, was it like Brian's ready to go? Yeah, Brian Q. It always says but Brian no, Q, and there's a coffee. There's a large cold brew sitting there, but no donuts. No donuts this time. I think they saw Brian Q, and they were like, "Oh, that's the that's, coffee guy. We just get his coffee. We'll put it there. We'll go away. No donuts." I asked for the donuts. I was like, hey, you know, I got three of them ghost pepper donuts. She's like, let me get those for you. And she's like, oh, we got three donuts left. We got two apple ciders and a glazed. And I said, "Uh, uh, okay. She's like, you want those? And I said, no, I want the refund. And of course, they can't give you the refund if you order it on the app. Yeah. The app seemingly disconnected from the business, the further business of Dunkin' the Dunkin' Donuts app totally disconnected from the business of Dunkin' Donuts, apparently. That's been for a long time. Like even when the online shopping started, I remember like the big stores, even Target was like, we're not affiliated with Target.com, actually. You're like, oh pointless, man. Um, yeah, so uh that's something you know you don't hear on other podcasts. Some a lot of other podcasts I listen to, they're like, mm, "We love Dunkin'. They they deliver every time. Dunkin' makes America go round." Well, I like Dunkin'. Dunkin' will not fill your order. Yeah, and they'll they, take your no. fucking money and give you no donut donuts. No, that's perfectly fucking fine with me. That's what they do. Yeah. So I did you get donut. your money back? What do you got to do? No, I went to the virtual assistant. Oh, no. Which is the just the computer algorithm, right? And it Hi, was I'm like Sandy. I live nearby, and I love the, your local oh, metro parts. No, it was virtual, so they I don't know, even I, go through the whole naming. Oh, they didn't even put the name. No, there's no name. Oh, it's like, a computer. You're talking to a computer code. You're playing a game right now. You're playing a computer game to get a refund. Yeah, they gave me a. They gave me two hundred loyalty points, which is okay. Whatever. I mean, if I didn't go there every day, I'd be hopping mad about it. But I'll be there tomorrow. I just get the free coffee. I've got I made 50 cents out of the deal. You know, it was 345. Uh they gave me 200 loyalty points. The drink is 395. So, you know, I made 50 cents out of the deal. It's like whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm not mad about it, but I'm never going to think that I can get those ghost pepper donuts. Apparently, they're like tickle me elmos back in 1994. You know, yeah, I can't, yeah. I don't know the last big toy. Yeah, that was the biggest. I saw a toy commercial today. Ooh, it's been one? so long. So I've been, I was watching. So before I got here, I'm a little bit tired, a little bit cold. I just been out walking all day. I was like, I'm going to sit with the wife and kid. We're going to sit and watch TV, watching the rebooted, uh, overboard. 
the remake of Overboard, where it's the other way around, right? What's Overboard? Overboard's a movie with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, where Goldie oh, they Hawn... They remade that already? Yeah, they, they remade it, where Goldie Hawn falls over the side of a boat, and then Kurt Russell's like, hey, you're my wife. And it makes her like clean and stuff like that. And then they fall in love or whatever. I was watching the one with Anna Paquin and a, a, a Latin guy. He actually was the rich guy. And then he fell over the, he fell into the water. And then she's like, you're my husband. And uh, I missed the whole thing. I didn't get to, I, I missed the end. I don't know how it turned out, but uh, there were commercials. Derbez. Yeah, there were two commer there were commercials going on. Anna Ferris, not Anna Paquin. Anna Ferris, yeah. <laughs> Just... There were commercials going on during it, which is weird. I I know it's Ooh. weird. My wife loves to watch movies with commercials. She watch yo. So she uses we're watching TBS YouTube, t YouTube yeah. TV movies. Yeah, we I love them too. Yeah, we were watching the the commercials, and there was a Joe Biden one. I don't even know if it was Joe Biden. It might have been a political action committee, and it was like a doctor opens it up, and he was like. uh you know, excuse my language, but this is a fucking disaster. They bleep him. Beep. So yeah. it's like it could be a shit show or anything like that. But it, I think it's, it's a fucking disaster. And then this woman's like, we got to stop pussyfooting around. And it's like, whoa, guys. They're like, you know, the doctors are cursing. We got to cure this pandemic now. Is it showing pictures of the doctors or just pictures of like medical charts or no it's the doctors are sitting there in their scrubs and stuff oh okay no mask by the way i was like mm, you could have worn a mask yeah. i think but you know whatever they want to get the emotion in there yeah 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 they're cursing you want to see their mouth move yeah, when they're cursing oh he said fuck oh oh man we got to do the, doctors the, mad yeah yeah so that and then there was a commercial for a toy and i was like man i don't think i've seen a commercial for a toy in fucking 10 years Probably. I try to, I mean, you know, uh, I try to keep my daughter away from them. I try to keep myself away from them because I see them and I'm like, start elbowing her. Like, wouldn't that look fun? Doesn't that look a good idea? This was a Thomas the Tank Engine toy oh, no. and it was airing during Overboard, which I was like, I don't know who the target audience, who's going to get turned on to this. Young moms watching daytime, watching uh, cable TV, I guess. Yeah, there's no four-year-old watching o the remake no. of Overboard. No. You're going for grandmas and moms, I guess. It wasn't a very good movie. I got to tell surprising. you. That's surprising. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I expected, uh, you know, they put so much care into that kind of stuff. It's the days. most of a really bad movie that I would never watch that I've seen in a number since cable. I, you know, that sounds so, so long. nice to me. Yeah. Those, those cable movies are so low effort. You're like, uh-oh, it's on. It's playing. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What am I going to... You just... You don't have to do anything. It's like yeah. Netflix autoplay. But it's going to be... It's going to be so uninteresting and so low stakes that, like, you can go fix a sandwich while it's on. There's there's breaks to go pee and stuff. It feels... That sounds like such a comfortable experience where I'm, like, forcing myself to watch, like, critically acclaimed movies no, and doing, man. like, the... Uh, like, the Clockwork Orange toothpicks on the eyeballs to be like you need to you need to focus on this this is you know Man, an I've incredible piece of art i've watched nothing but junk this weekend i mean i really i watched borat on friday which is good actually i enjoyed that so i've heard but then saturday i watched uh uh, uh oceans 11 oh that's fucking which i'd great. never seen before really? never seen it brad pitt eats in every scene in that movie that he's in and i'm like Maybe I'll be. Maybe that'll be my thing on the TV show for acting. It's That's just like you fucking flash to me. I'm eating a cheeseburger. 
that's what he's doing. He's just eating fucking nachos in one scene. He's just sitting there and he's like, you know, we got to figure out how to steal this money. And he's eating nachos or he's like chewing gum or like the guy is eating. He's got fast metabolism. I like it though. I like that he's eating. There's something so cool about a guy that just won't stop hungry. eating. He got hungry. Like guy. a handsome guy that's just like hungry. It is funny though, man. When I was coming up that Makes movie, feed him. that movie was like horny for women you know what i mean they were like oof this is a movie full of hunks yeah you know and gwen just looks at them like grandpas man she don't know any of their names she you know getting she she fucking it was so funny she kept getting matt damon and brad pitt mixed up like they looked the same and i was just like god damn the world's passed me by because those two guys look are totally different guys you know brad pitt never had a real action franchise Meanwhile, Matt Damon, born Jason identity. Bourne. Jason Bourne. You know, so there's that. True. So we got these grenades. Oh, yes. Um, instead of because we got let down uh, by the ghost pepper donut at the dunk, uh, we I, I got advertised this. People like, you know, they pop in this thing in their mouth. They're like, oh, my God. No way. They're doing, there's lots, lots of freaking out, you know, but everybody it's, wants their 15 minutes of fame. So I don't I don't want to do this isn't an advertisement form. I did pay for this. Um, it's but these gum. Are, it's gum. It, it all has a blast factor. So this is. I don't know where you want to start at or if you just no, want to go all the it's way. it's just a blast factor. They all have a 10 blast factor. No, this is a 9. That's a 6. No, this is There's a 10 a, here. This, this uh, the uh, orange? orange one's a 10. I'm just going to pop a 10. This is the pineapple orange pal. Yeah. So go ahead and... I mean, uh, if this has like a fucking habanero in it, then it might get me, but... It's just... It's spicy gum. It's the spiciest gum in existence. Oh, it's, it's minty. Yes. No. Nope. All right. It's like a gumball. I could chew this all my oh, life. Oh, this is great. Yeah. It's super intense. But uh this is yeah, this is like some strong ass gum. Gum is terrible for the radio though, because all you hear is like squishing. Sounds like uh we're rubbing naughty bits. No. They don't work. It's okay. I mean, it tastes fine. It's it wonderful. just isn't like a thing. It's like, it's it, the worst part about it is they mixed orange with mint. That was the issue. Yeah. It's like, fuck, dude. That's like brushing your teeth. Yeah, it does taste like brushing your teeth with orange juice a little bit. Yeah. That's all it. it is. It's It, it doesn't hurt. I, I, that was a blast, a blast factor of 10 is nothing to me. Nothing. Maybe I should get the blast factor of 20. I would keep it in my mouth if I wasn't doing a podcast. Yeah, I mean, they got to go they got to go the pepper route where people literally like do bodily harm. They got to they got to really screw with people. Get chemical burns on people's tongues going. Start there and work backwards. Get somebody burn off someone's t like tongue and then work backwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't Ascorbic mind. Ascorbic acid ah, or something. Ah, yeah, something gross. Something that I hurts. Love it. I feel like a, 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 a fresh mountain breeze is just I'm coming out of my mouth. Boy, that, was that probably bullshit. kills COVID. I that bet it kills COVID. The, I'd need a blast factor of 250 if now it, we're that talking. was a 10. Hey, they're just opening up the market. So I'm sure that, you know, if they do the th right thing, like hot sauce, then they go. 
um, they'll get us to be laying on the floor convulsing and shaking with how cold their gum is. This makes me worried Absolute about the, gum. the the Zoomers if if they're panicking and stuff after eating this. That just ca- kind of maybe maybe it's cigarettes like got rid of my taste buds or <laughs> yeah, something. I don't maybe. fucking know, but that kind of felt like okay. Yeah, to kids that like my daughter, you know, she's you know, steak sauce is a little tangy for her, you know, too much, low it's extreme. Like, it's kind of like eating Vicks. Yeah, it's kind of like munching on a Vicks. It did ruin my mouth for my Gatorade though, which is an issue. Well, it'll be back someday. Ah, well, you ready to take these calls? That was a letdown. Sorry, Fuck you grenades. Grenade gum. No, it's not your fault. It's grenade. I'm gonna fault. eat this grenade gum though. I do like it. Yeah, I'll probably chew this I piece later on. I can't chew it on the air. Yeah, no, I didn't want to chew while I was recording, but you know, I wanted to chew it enough to know if uh to know if it was really going to bother yeah. me. I figured I needed to chew it for like 10 secs, you I know. Wanted, I wanted it to feel like a 9-volt battery was on my tongue. That's what I was hoping for that level of like intensity. I didn't I, like I said I didn't think there was an intensity factor to mint that could get me i i loved uh altoids and i figure that's about as minty as it can get you know what i mean yeah you can't get too minty there's not a scoville scale of mintiness not yet yeah well they haven't found it grenades has not found it so that was a letdown grenades all right do better calls (laughs) let's let's get it back together i think we can bring this thing back around let's do it all right. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hi, this is Colette Shade. Hi, hey, Colette. How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty well here in Baltimore. It's, uh, you know, late night on a Sunday night. How are you all? I'm okay. It's early night for me on a Sunday night. It's, yeah, I still have to work an hour and a half, so... Or two and a half. Sorry. We love uh, Baltimore. It's the best place, one of the best cities in the world. Most, uh, it's it's definitely like a Columbus. Um, very under the radar, but an amazing place to be. Yeah, similar. I think uh, the sort of cultural, the the sort of I think a lot of cultural elements are very similar. Yeah, and um, Maryland has a whole bunch of hillbillies too, which people think it's just something else, but there's a whole bunch of hillbillies in Maryland. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to acknowledge that, but I've met people who self-identify that way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I think you won't get in trouble for that. I mean, I live in the city, I'm, and I'm, I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong kind of white person. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I live in the city, and I'm a hillbilly, so you can be a hillbilly. I mean. Baltimore is is the reason I would call it hillbilly place is because there's so much jaywalking there. They just jaywalk there. It's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it was incredible when you I was there. Is that- what was that? There is a lot of jaywalking. There is a lot of jaywalking. But the thing that I wanted to say is that actually there's a huge proportion of people who are descended from internal migrants from West Virginia from central Pennsylvania. Oh. And I think some self-identify as hillbillies. Oh, right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The the jaywalking is also very, like, that is, that they said that was a cultural thing when we were there. People told us that, like, no, we jaywalk really? here. We just cross when we want to. Yeah. I, I, I didn't believe it, but then I was downtown, and I was like, 
Yeah, we're really all just do. jaywalking down here, man. It's great. It's it's great. I love it. I love crossing the street when you want to cross the street, man. Yeah, I re- I That's remember- the anarchist in me. Just shoot right across the street. I'm not going to sit there. My wife saw a guy on a bike run a red light recently at night, like late at night, nobody out, and got pulled over by the police and cited for wow. running a red light. And I was just like, this has to stop. I don't know why I'm burdening you I with mean, this, really- Colette. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the real problem is, I mean, I'm very anti-car. I have a car because I have to have a car, but I really like to someday live somewhere where I can get by without one for the most part. I'm with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That's a, I want to too. Really bad. I mean, I don't drive very much, but my car's been shitting the bed for the past year well actually it's fine my wife keeps telling me to get a tune up and i keep telling her that cars don't they don't like do that anymore but then she keeps telling me that they do and then she says get an oil change and i'm like well i just got an oil change like she just yeah i do need to get a car tune up i'm not a car expert but i would definitely follow up on that i don't think they do i definitely thought Oh, they do. They still really? have coupons for it. Yeah, I every year or so. Yeah, I guess I don't. So I should look into that. I mean, my car's running fine. My wife always thinks the car's fucked up. Like, f- since the day we got together, she's thought every car we've ever had was fucked up. And part of me thinks that's because every car we've ever had was fucked up. But this car, she's like, <laughs> it's not shifting right. And I'm like, it has a brand new transmission in it. It, It's shifting right. I promise you. It's new. You know, hey, it's acting like it was before. Everything's new. Yeah. Like that whole system there that you're worried about, all new stuff. Yeah, there's nothing more to check. We don't have to worry about that right now. Let's just chill. It's driving perfectly fine for me. She's like, when I'm in it alone, it sounds crazy. And I'm like, all right. All right. I feel like. Street fight is now turning into car talk. It is. We are. We have. A, we're going to have another. We're going to add another podcast for that. It's just my car has gone You're so crummy. Have some, like severe Boston accent. Yeah, I mean, my car just shit the bed this summer, and it's like it's one of those things where like we talk about being broke because I was broke for so long that I just fucking can't get out of that mindset. And I can't get out of the bad car mindset. Once the bad car mindset creeps back into your life, I've had a new car since 2009. I haven't had many breakdowns or anything since 2009. That's 11 years. And then when it happens, you just go, you immediately go back to the person you were 10 years ago when you decided I will only have new cars. Yeah. (laughs) This is an interesting segue. This is an interesting segue for what I wanted to talk about, which is how uh, how economic and material conditions affect our mental health. Yeah, you uh, you uh, recently had an article that came out about it that was uh, really good. Thank you, thank you. I did. Uh, so basically, I had this article that I'm sort of going around different places and plugging now because people are. A lot more, I think a lot more interested than I expected. Uh, Basically, I had this article talking about how mental health, the way we understand it, is 
talked about as being an issue of only chemical imbalance. And mental health is a chemical issue, but so is everything. And I'm trying to get people to look beyond that and think about what's causing that chemical change to begin with. Yeah, yeah it seems- I mean, yeah, I agree. And, and I just, just sorry to cut you off, but I, I, the material conditions of like my household growing up um, were very traumatic for me and were very aggressive and, and loud and violent. And uh, I, yeah. at, come to understand that growing up and when I got older and having to hold down a household of my own, um, that the type of pressure that my parents were under being two non-college graduates with just, you know, um, regular old jobs, that type of stress makes you incredibly lost, hopeless, angry, mentally ill, all of those things. And I've been that way. Um, you know, when I don't have money, I have, and when I don't have money, when I don't have access to things, uh, it's very easy for it. I want to have security, not access, even just security. It's very easy for me to become angry, violent, upset, and mad at the world and hateful. Uh, you know, and then when now that you know Street Fight is doing well and and I, we found our place, uh, I'm now spending lots of money to like explore my feelings and things like that. And it's all related to the amount of money that I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And. I hope that you've been able to find a therapist who is um, kind of interested in that, interested in these broader questions of how we're all these humans moving through this society with these economic and social factors. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've had two now and uh, I've, I've done good with both of them each time. I mean, I thought they're both uh, pretty helpful. There was the one that I had that I ended up not liking, but uh yeah i mean for the most part i uh i feel like i've i've got a lot out of it yeah that's awesome that's really good to hear yeah it does feel like like mental health discussions are divorced from like economic discussions which is very weird because you know mine is so tied to economics like all of the trouble I have, everything I'm, everything I'm working on in my therapy is like, not everything, but a lot of it is, is like tied around periods of time in my life where I was doing much worse than I am now. I mean, there's other stuff going on too, you know, but, but, but like a lot of it, even that is like, I, um, you know, I have a lot of trouble relating to my parents. Like I don't talk to them anymore and, and really, and it's probably because they both worked like they didn't have time to take care of five kids. So like, it's just kind of this thing where like the economy has, has dictated my, the economy has dictated my mental health for like my whole entire life. And, and a lot of my anxiety comes down to like feeling abandoned and then also feeling underwater the, the entirety of the first 15, first 18 years of my adult life. I just felt underwater. I mean, I'm kind of up uh, above it now, but also once you get above it, you do feel like it can be taken away from you at any fucking time too. It's, it's not like I feel safe, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, poverty changes your brain. And so I think there's this attitude that, oh, well, you know, anyone, we can all just get through it. If we're experiencing poverty, we can just get through it. Maybe it'll make, we get out of it, it makes us stronger. And that's actually not really true. It actually can kind of permanently traumatize us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there. I, I mean, I've gotten to the point now where I've fully realized that I don't think there's an amount of money for me. And uh, I know that even sounds crazy because it's like $20 million, of course. But I don't think that I have the potential for $20 million. Like, I don't even know that right. there is an amount of money for me to feel secure because of all the time I've been insecure about this kind yeah. of thing and you know the, the the worst part about it is like a lot of people grew up way worse than i did you know i didn't yeah. i didn't grow up poor you know i i grew yeah. up in a house in in a in a middle class neighborhood where we had like an a, a a pool and a hot tub and i had clothes and shit i mean it was an above ground pool so <laughs> the hillbilly version of a pool right. but, you had, you but we had, had more basic needs than that we so did still anxious because there's still this fear well both of my parents had to work to get all of that stuff too you know they weren't around very much they both were working to get yeah. all of that stuff and feed five kids and when i got out I, when i got out of the house I hadn't learned or developed any of the uh, uh, abilities to handle money or to even know how to get a job necessarily. You you know, you're kind of thrown out into the world. I mean, if you go to college, you do have that buffer time and they usually have career services. But if you don't go to college, you sort of just get yeah. thrown out in the world and they say, figure out a job that'll pay you enough to live on your own. You know? <laughs> is not that easy no no not at all all the jobs that'll hire you when you get out of high school are jobs that they say you shouldn't be trying to make a living from <laughs> right right you know they right. it's kind of a luck thing you have to know people that's the other thing you become upper yeah. middle class and then you have to if you're born and you grow up upper middle class then you have this shot where it's like an upper middle class person might know some other upper middle class people yep. who will get them a fucking upper middle class job and then they get to just kind of sail into that and i'm not saying that that's like an easy life because obviously you got to work your way up once you get that upper middle class job you can't just like let off the gas right. it's usually like a corporate job where you have to kind of do the stuff but like to just even know that like they're basically if you're underneath rich that it's like yeah nothing's fucking guaranteed for anybody we're all fucking we all even out a lot of us under went under parents that make under like a million dollars we all just sort of even out at 18 a lot of yeah. times and are fucked yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I grew up upper middle class, and I'm still pretty anxious um, about whether my career and financial situation is going to pan out. And I just think that I think, wow, what if we created a society where people just didn't have to worry about that? Yeah, because we could. And so much of so much of people's anxieties 
and a lot of anxiety and depression, um, but other things too, um, a lot of other mental, mental health outcomes are worsened by inequality. There's this book that I always bring up called The Inner Level by two British epidemiologists named Richard Wilkinson and Kate Pickett. And it, they crunched all these numbers. And what they found was that across the board, from rich to poor, people's mental health is better in more equal society. Even the rich have a lot of mental health problems in highly unequal societies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and what trying- no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to cut you off there. Oh, I was- Rude. Oh, no, it's fine. It's, I think there might be a bit of a lag or something. But, but yeah, I think, I think what I'm really trying to argue is that when we talk about mental health and when we talk about how to improve mental health, we should be looking beyond just how do we make sure more people can get therapy, which is important because there are like eight months to a year-long wait list to, to even get care. So, right. and, you know, there are issues like we don't have Medicare for all. And so a lot of people don't have health insurance or their health insurance doesn't cover mental health services or the services they need or whatever. So that's its own thing. That's a problem. But even beyond that, I'm trying to move the discussion so that we talk about when we talk about something like, okay, reducing the work week or really, really raising the minimum wage, democratizing workplaces, things like that, taxing wealth. These are talked about as mental health intervention. Right. Yeah, that's, um. I mean, that's like uh, today that, that Chuck Schumer thing is going around where he's like... Yeah, the Chuck Schumer thing. Thank you for bringing it up because I was actually about to bring it up. Thank you for beating me to it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> tell, tell him what happened. <laughs> So Chuck Schumer tweeted about some, I don't have the quote here with me, but basically he tweeted about a veteran who committed suicide because he was underwater on his mortgage payment. And what he said was, what Schumer said was, and that's why I am passing legislation to deal with the issue of suicide. Yeah. It was a it was a really just a huge disconnect. It's hard to believe that. It's just incredible to think that that you look at that and think that's the issue. That's the solution. Let there. me like you can legislate it out of them. Brian's got it. Let me suggest this though. Oh. What if they made suicide illegal? Yeah, that would work. That's something that maybe Chuck Schumer should look into. Probably then you you'll stop that from happening. You know, it's yeah. Really- that- he worked with the opioid epidemic that really stopped people from taking drugs <laughs> by making them all illegal. It's really a fucking bummer to think about. Like, we know what the fucking solution to this stuff is. It's money. Yeah. Give us money. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but they don't ever like that is the thing that they don't want to bring up is money. It's my foot, Brett. Yeah. You know, there's a study. There's a study that found that raising the minimum wage um, is correlated with a lower suicide rate. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, I, I think that 
I mean, if people could just have one job that they worked and that was enough and they had yeah. the extra time to have, uh, you know, a more rich, more fulfilling life. You know, I saw um, exactly. so someone was someone was passing around some stupid tweet that someone wrote, like a man that goes to work for 10 to 12 hours a day, six days a week, just needs some cuddles, a rub on a back and a hot meal when he gets home. And it's like, no. You act that's that is someone that is like avoiding having a life, you know. Like, there's people at home you're supposed to be building relationships with. You being at work does is not like is not any building any sort of familiar bonds with your your children and your wife, you know. And uh, we let yeah. we we support guys and you know, the, the the masculine thing to do is just work all the fucking time so that you don't have to go home if you hate your life, you know. And I, it's and it's we don't talk about that kind of stuff and how it relates to you know you know, you know, uh, the, the type of culture that we live in. I don't know. I just was in the car today listening to the radio before Bluetooth kicks in, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, there was a commercial about the pandemic and the guy's like, you know, this pandemic has taken away our routines, our good times, our holidays, our work. And I'm like, nobody's complaining about the work part like if they give you money like if they would give us the money then we wouldn't ever complain about that work thing nobody likes doing that they're making us do it yeah but it is it is yeah it is like yeah they they say stuff like nobody that works two jobs should be fucking in poverty and it's like nobody that works no one, one job <laughs> Job. nobody that works more than four hours a day should be in poverty <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's or how about just no one should be in poverty like there are all kinds of reasons why people a can't do work and b their work is not valued or undervalued like i've been a writer for some time and i'm now going to school to become a therapist and a big reason why I'm doing that is because I wanted a more reliable and professional job Yeah, and I was tired of trying to make things happen as a writer because creative labor just isn't valued in our society yeah. and I just and I don't just mean contemporary society I mean the U.S. in particular because there are um in other countries, France, for instance, I have a friend who got his master's degree in, in Paris, and he was telling me that there, basically all of the news outlets are subsidized by the government. Uh-huh. So people and can have their huge jobs, living wages. Yeah, can have jobs. Yeah, doing socially useful labor, and they're... they're I, I don't know tons and tons about it, but basically there are a lot more art subsidies in even places like Britain and Canada. And so, and we used to do a lot of subsidizing of the arts in the 1930s and 40s, even into the 70s. I remember reading a New York Times article a year or two ago about during the 1970s, there's a program that just gave some out of work documentarian, a camera in New York to just go nuts and shoot whatever he wanted to shoot in New York. 
Jesus. Larry David. Larry David of Curb Your, of Curb Your Enthusiasm and Seinfeld. Larry David lived in subsidized housing for artists in the early 1980s in New York City. Yeah. I mean, they used so to. So we used to do that. I know, but the Republicans got so much power with i mean that like talk radio shit that they have that talked about how like we're subsidizing artists to do art and it's like yeah no shit you want art don't you like <laughs> is it like yeah. do you think i mean like where do you think it comes from i mean that's true nobody wants to pay for art that's the fucking real yeah. problem is that nobody wants to pay for it and it would be nice it would be nice if we started if we started subsidizing this kind of thing. Yeah, I mean my I mean my dude Wavy, we just got those shirts in and I've talked to him and he does like fine art like on on uh canvas and stuff and that's just something it's like you if you spend a whole week on it, you know, like how how much is a week's wages worth to you? And like pe- what are people yeah. people aren't willing to pay more than $25. Yeah. You know, for a piece of yeah. art. <laughs> Yeah. And no well, one has I think the money. It's also that people just don't, no one has the money. That's, yeah. that's the other big thing. Like, if I had the money to buy all my friends' art, I would have a lot more art. Right. That's true. That's also true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, there just, there is, a, there's a lot more to it than uh, simply, you know, uh, having trauma or having some sort of, of chemical imbalance. You know, there's a way to orchestrate the world so that yeah. we can we can uh, lower the amount of that showing up. I just don't even know. I, I truly think like, who knows where my brain, like whether I would have figured out another reason to be, and now I'm not calling people that have mental illness a freak. I, I, I would have never had, I would have never been a freak had I not had, you know, had it not been capitalism, but it sort of feels like, Every every one of my mental illnesses, all of my anxieties and insecurities do originate with basically work and poverty. And like uh, uh, I would you got got healthy parents issues, (laughs) right? But that's probably because they were both working and they were too tired. They had five fucking kids, man, and they were fucking tired and they were working. That's not me forgiving them because, you know, I do still. Go nuts with them. Uh, I still do hold a grudge, but I mean, you know, part of it is that they just didn't fucking have time for kids anyway. You know what I mean? They didn't have no time. Yeah, there isn't time. Right. I think that our relationships, one of my other arguments is that our relationships would improve because having a good relationship, being a good parent, um, being a good partner, being a good friend or neighbor... All of that takes time. All of that's labor. And again, to go back to this issue of labor, we don't pay people for, oh, you're a good friend. You brought soup to your friend when she was sick. We don't pay for that. So people and people aren't making enough money at their jobs and to be able to have the sufficient time to really focus on these relationships that are really what make us happy. Or really what give our life meaning. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Uh, me and my wife were just talking about it. We're, we're doing a Halloween party this Saturday and just like 
just like woof this is it, it's really a lot of money to have a party <laughs> you know to have like we're gonna have oh, uh, 12 yeah. 12 people over and uh and canceled it's going to be is it <laughs> i don't i mean i'll be here so. if you are canceled then I'll, but, I'm, I'm canceled <laughs> but just like to the amount of food to feed those people like it the, like you want to you want to be able to provide like i don't i don't care about having people chip in i want to make a a whole spread and have people come over and provide all that stuff but it, it requires an incredible amount of, of money and labor and time oh yeah no, parties are expensive if, it, if, if you're not doing a potluck parties are super expensive yeah yeah well Colette, we got it. We got to get going. Such a joy. Yeah, me too. It's bedtime for me. Sorry. You were great. You were wonderful. Thanks oh, no. for calling in. Yeah. Call in anytime, Colette. That was fun. Thanks so much. All right. Night. Where can we find your stuff though? Yeah. Where can we find your stuff? We got to find your oh, stuff. Yeah. All right. I'm, yeah. So I am on Twitter at Ms. Shade, M-S-S-H-A-D-E. That's just my name. And then I... Do I write for different places? So the New Republic, the Baffler, Jacobin. I'm working on a piece in the Nation about mental health awareness campaigns. And my next New Republic piece, which is going to come out after the election, is about um, labor and the workplace and mental health. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And that new one that's out is uh, what's the title of it? Self help. Self-help. Self-help. Uh, I think it's called Self-Help Hacks at the End of the World. That's the one to look for if you want to read the, the most current article. Thank you, Colette. We really appreciate it. Call back. Yeah, thanks so much. Peace. Night. All right. Good Bright, call. Bright, you uh, uh, said something in that that I want to I wanna compliment you for. What's that? A lot of people don't uh, uh, give compliments for this sort of thing. Throwing a non-potluck party is the correct way to throw a party, and I've always felt that way when I throw parties. You have to be thorough. You have to you have to do the whole thing. Yeah. Other people didn't ask. Here's the thing. When I throw a party, right? It's not like a bunch of it's not like you came to me and said, Hey Brian, throw a party. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's yeah. it's it is one of those things where it's like when somebody throws a party and they were like, You gotta bring all your own shit. You know, it's probably a budgetary concern, but it is also like, I didn't, the way I think about it, it's like, I didn't fucking ask you to throw a party. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm fucking, I would have sat at home and watched yeah. Ocean's 12. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't want to make, I don't want to make my best fucking vegetable yet right now. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've always felt that way too. I always wanted to even supply the alcohol, but that's like a little too difficult to do. Cause I, I mean, first of all, everybody brings their own fucking alcohol anyway yeah, with that's... us. Our friends are all like, well, what if there's not enough? You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> bring yeah. a 24 pack because they're like somebody's gonna try and drink some of these beers i need all 24 right yeah we know we are we know what we're doing yeah. um all right so the next one is on the line thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight uh what's up i'm kaylee i'm from montana hey kaylee how's it going What's up, what's up, what's up? It's going good. I'm the one I sent in uh, the picture of me with the sign that says, stop shitting in here. <laughs> what? Yes. Okay. Is that at your job? So that's at my job. 
I'm a traveling whiskey saleswoman Ooh. in Butte, Montana. Living the dream. So uh, it gets a little wild. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Have you guys been to Butte? No, we yeah, want to. I, I want to go to Montana. Here's the thing. Another stimulus comes in and Montana's on the board, right? That's the thing. Another yeah. stimulus comes. Me and my wife are like Montana or Portland, Maine. One of those places where there's nobody. Well, you know what? You know what you should do is because we have this whole little Soshi uh, writers retreat up in Columbia Falls, which is like right next to Glacier, and you guys could totally come. It's super fun. Really? Sounds like a heady time. Re yeah. I mean, I don't know if my wife would be into a writers retreat. She doesn't We're riding, ride very much. riding on what? Motorcycles? Writer. Well, no, I mean, it's not really, I don't write for shit. I just go up there and, you know, we have a bunch of, you know, because I'm an alcohol saleswoman. So, yeah. um, drinking a lot. One time we, uh, I'm trying to think of all the weird shit we've done. It's been wild, but you, why is Henry David friend. You just like drink and write and like, yeah. make stories, oh. <laughs> make grand, make grand excursions happen. Do ketamine. I'll bring oh, okay. some ketamine well, up there. I'll tell you, I've. I've been to the retreat like three times and I don't think I've ever written anything. <laughs> so, but we just call it the writer's retreat. I mean, I have to it's write. Fun. So I would like to go to a play. I yeah, mean, I if I go like, on a trip, I'm writing. Writers. I'm thinking like rider. Riders like on the storm. Yes. Right? Like that. Bike riders, motorcycle riders, ATV now, riders. I got to ask you. Horse riders. Horse riders. Yes. Yeah. Where were people shitting? If, if I may ask that question. So, so it was technically a bathroom, but, <laughs> and I hate saying, but after that, but <laughs> the bathroom is right next to the lab in the distillery <laughs> and also next to all of the stills. Yeah. So people would come in for distillery tours and it would reek of human feces in there and they uh, essentially had to. I think they sent out an email at one point that was like, please stop shitting in this specific bathroom. You can pee. It's fine. But absolutely no oh. number two action. That is Whoa. such an odd sign to make. It's like, um, it sounds like something you'd have to tell to a three-year-old. Listen, you can pee here, but right. you can't poop here. That's the big fucking was, deal. Honestly, it's like right next to the tasting room too. So whenever they, they um, do mashes, which is when they bring all the grain in, I don't know how much you guys know about whiskey, but they bring all the grain in and then they like fly it through a tube. I don't really know that much either. I just sell it, uh -huh. but they fly it through a tube and then it goes into a big thing and then they mix it with other things and it smells like not like baking bread, like the worst version of baking bread there is Ooh, yeah. where it's like just, the musty stuff like mashed up grain with hot water yeah like yeast and it's like that anyways but i think the the poop part was really uh just a terrible I, addition yeah I, that sucks to put I, the bathroom there i mean they I, people don't ever think about where they're putting the shitter is the problem yeah i would say that you got to read you got to get a ventilation system going i actually have a no poo poo bathroom in my house over here because uh, this one over here has no mm -hmm. ventilation at all, and uh, in it's, uh, I also think that I, I feel it's a shame on me that I need to get, a, I need to get a proper ventilation system. Well, that they should 
Well, well you I, know what the thing is? Is sorry. Uh, well, I just think possibly a urinal in there, but oh, I guess women can't use a urinal. That's a problem. Use the little women the, can use urinal. Cardboard cups. They have those little you cardboard. Put those little things in there. Put the put the the thing where they can pee in a bottle. You know what I'm talking about at the festivals? Yes, a little a shiwi. A yes, funnel. A shiwi. A funnel. A yeah, shiwi. a shiwi. You could put a stack of shiwis in there and put a urinal in there, and then nobody can crap in there. Now, the problem is that bathrooms opened up to customers, which means <laughs> customers are idiots and they will crap in a urinal too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's oh. oh yeah, that's true. Well, I guess you got to crap in the urinal at this anywhere. place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of beer, poop. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. It's like you're getting, well, people are probably getting drunk when they're doing the tours, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. never. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're there for, right? right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they're getting drunk when they yeah. do the tours, and they're just not making good decisions. Plus, there's a bathroom right next to the things. You're going to use that bathroom for sure. Well, you should be allowed. Yeah. People have to do this stuff. What do you I saw do? a damn app. Uh, there's an app called Wiz that's for gig workers so that they can find free public restrooms while they're out driving around. You know? It's like, we, it, it, yeah, we, this stuff has to be more ready to, readily available. Yeah, the thing is... Well, so here's the thing. The can, I, can I give you a thing about Butte? Yeah. yeah. So Butte is like, and this, you guys are going to fucking love this. It's like, uh, and this is why you should go. Nobody's ever heard of Butte, but it used to be like the largest city between Minneapolis and Seattle. So it had a population of like 100,000. And all the buildings are super old. So, Venley, I don't think they even thought about it back then. The right. fact that the shitting would make a stench that was too powerful for, you know, distillery visitors to overcome. Um, but it certainly is an issue for us now. Well, but back then, people liked the smell of doo-doo, too. Like, mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing is, like, More they smelled much worse smells all day that they were like, oh, you know, hey, yeah. this one's not so bad. This The doo-doo smell is, like... You know, they were sitting in their fucking trash all day. They were showering like once a month or something like that. And they weren't even showering. They were taking baths and like whatever water they, they could find. <laughs> they, yeah, no, they didn't it. love it. That's they were just like, yeah, you know, hey, learned in high school. this isn't too bad. Dude, you know like, what oh, I mean? Part of the human experience. Yeah, yeah. Now we've grown to be, you know, kind of like, ah, you know. <laughs> We don't like the smell of dookie uh, because we we uh, we have perfume and stuff like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, we you know what you know what's funny is at my boxing gym because I go box in Butte um, because it's evidently a thing everybody does here. At my boxing gym, it's just for the ladies. It's like the pink gloves. I don't know if you nine rounds, heard of it. it's fucking tight. Nine rounds, but it's yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but they have, you know, that stuff that they give you in bathrooms sometimes that's like, I don't know what it is, but you spray it in the toilet before you go take a shit. So Poopery. it smells fine. Yes. Uh, we have that at my house and you know, to tell you the truth, I think I should have used it. Right. Cause I probably have the worst, the worst offender in my house. And, uh, uh, I always forgot. It's just like, you got to spray it before. 
which is like, come on. Oh, I'm not thinking that. Yeah, you got to spray it in the turlet before you use the turlet. And it's like, you sit down and you'll be like, well, too late this time, you know? And then it was every time too late. So I didn't use the poopery. I use matches. Light a match. Match, <laughs> matches the, the match to go. house. Yeah, matches go. Yeah, we need a couple of those. Yeah, you Wait, guys should get matches. Wait, can I tell you guys, my best, worst bat. What's that? You guys should get and, matches. And you can even do matches in a little, like, sailor's bottle with a cork yeah. on top of it. And they have, like, a great, some tip that matches the whiskey casks or some shit. That's that's easy to class it up. Yeah, there you go. Like a cute thing. Yeah, drop a batch, light a match. Well, <laughs> I like it. I also straight up live in like a, a hella haunted apartment. So I'm oh, kind cool. of thinking that I need to burn it with sage or I don't know. What do people do? Sage usually is what negates most of that kind of stuff. It resets the energy of a place. But if someone's already in there, I mean, I, I, they've probably seen sage before. They're moved all the way in already if they made themselves known. Well, it's not like a nasty spirit is the thing for sure. And I don't even know that it's a spirit because I came in one day or I had like gone to bed and my computer started playing. And I think it might have been because it just updated. That is also a spirit, though. That's the spirit of Bill Gates, the vaccine man. You got to knock on wood three times or he's going to make you get a vaccine. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I also, okay, wait, this is the spooky one, is I had, and actually this might also be on me, I had a little, I'm not Catholic, I went to Catholic school like once for like six months in Argentina, but I I'm, I don't subscribe to um, the Catholic ideology, okay. but I have this little, you know, I really like this, the visuals of saints, they're cute. Yeah, I agree, I, I can't resist so a, I, a nice saint's candle when it's on sale. Yeah, exactly. So I have my little saint, I think it's John the Proctor, over my sink, because I want people to think about Jesus in my bathroom for reasons that we, like, talked about previously. Um, And the freaking, it was flimsily taped, which is where it comes down onto me. But I heard a thunk in the middle of the night, and my John the Proctor thingy had fallen into my sink. Is that a bad sign? Um, I mean, it's probably, it's probably an indication that things are cha- going to change. You think so? Yeah. I don't know is what direction, but it sounds like the winds of change are in motion. Okay. Brett is now a medium. So that's happening. <laughs> well, that's wild because I've been on, um, I'm serious. I'm saying it again. You guys have to come to Butte because this place is like, the other thing is I think that, uh, Butte as a whole is haunted by the hundred thousand people plus who fucking died here. Um, and so there are ghosts all over the place and I know it's almost Halloween. Can I tell a ghost story? Sure. Sure. And then I'll talk about my shitty bosses or whatever, but I went to this brothel that was haunted because I ended up on this accidentally, I got on this freaking ghost tour and it was a whole different thing. But um, the guy did this thing. Have you seen this in like ghost adventures or whatever, where they turn a flashlight and they try to talk to the ghost by being like, say yes and turn it on or say no and turn it off. Have you seen that? Uh, Yeah, I, th- I believe so. Yeah. 
So I went to this brothel, really old. The ghost adventure people actually went there because it's so haunted. And the entire tour, I was like, this is stupid. Like, I don't know. We're talking to child entities inside of the millionaire's club, whatever, like weird stuff. But then we get to this brothel and the guy is talking to like the ghost pimp. And he's like, John, tell me, are you angry that you're here? And the light would turn on. And then he would say, uh, if you're okay with us being here, turn it off. And then get this. He goes, John, do you see the cute woman sitting next to me? And mind you, I'm not that cute. And the light turns on. And this brothel has like three levels where it's like the bottom level is like not irate. And then the middle level, you have to pay a little bit more. And then the top level is like the hotties and the thotties who you have to pay like top dollar for. Okay. And he says, yeah, uh, it's, you got to pay good. to play. Just wait. And he goes, you see this? Exactly. You, you see this, uh, this little hottie next to me, would she have been, in the top floor and the light does not turn on. And he goes, would she have been on the middle floor and the light does not turn on. And then he says, would she have been in the crib, which is where it was like two cents and the light freaking turns on. <laughs> and that's the story of the time a what? ghost pimp called me a two cent whore. What the, no, that's fuck? not very nice. For what real? kind of a weird comedy act is that? Wow. No, after that, straight up i was like this isn't real but then i also went and explored the crib a little bit and i felt really at home so maybe he was right well i'm glad i'm glad you could i'm glad you're willing to hear but understand both sides of it but yeah immediately that i don't know that's a little suspect yeah this guy yeah i think here's the thing is everybody's like well he had a freaking thing that he would turn the light on and off with yeah 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 that's clapper only it was like that's and so it sounds like I've sound, that yeah, sounds like no. a Las Vegas act to me for some reason. I can't, I can't imagine going on a haunted tour and, and having someone pull that bit on you being, being called a whore <laughs> yeah. on a tour. Yeah. <laughs> it's really great, there, man. There you know, like you, an eight year old kid oh, no. on the tour with us. And he was like, no, he was like this eight year old kid came cause he wanted to see ghosts. And then the freaking ghost hunter was like, is this bitch like high class or low class? And I think the kid was like, where am I? Yeah. Man, what a dumb carny. Carnies are supposed to fucking be like, hey, you know, who's this hot chicken? He's saying there's a hot girl in here who's also extremely intelligent. Right. And uh, prone to giving big tips at the end of a tour. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. if I was a carny, I, I would mean, not maybe, be calling bad names. No. no. I think that might have been part of it, is I didn't pay for the ghost hunting tour. I just hopped on because I worked for the distillery. And they start at the distillery. So he gets <laughs> you drunk, and then he takes you on a tour where he says you talk to ghosts, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah, he got yeah. he was mad at you. Yeah. What a bad carny, though. He, ru- he tanked a whole... He tanked a whole, like... Uh, situation just to get one get at one person yeah you know yeah i'm gonna yeah, lock them into no yeah, shit in it, it, it was like a mad bird it was a mad bird well um yeah i i think that i think that ghost was probably full of shit i definitely don't yeah fuck that, that ghost. ghost 
I would whip that ghost's ass. Yeah, fuck ghost that is. ghost, dude. Fuck that ghost. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel too. Well, thanks for calling in, uh, Kaylee. We got a uh, a whole whole uh, queue going in here. It's it's jam packed, but queue we appreciate you. the call. Oh, I'm sure. Well, have we a do. good one, you guys. Don't do anything <laughs> I wouldn't do. I, <laughs> okay, I, I won't. All right, see ya. <laughs> what? Oh my god. What was that? What was oh I'm sure. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. Oh my gosh, that was a good call. Um you know, call back, I'll move you to the front of the call queue. Oh, okay. Oh, someone jumped right in. They're ready to go. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey guys, it's Labor Lift. What's hey, up, Labor Lifts? How you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Okay. You know, I'm a little tired. I was watching a bad movie before I came in. So, you know, you know how it is. You you you, you get tired. Ocean's Eleven or a different movie? No, Ocean's Eleven was great. I had the best time watching that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty decent heist movie. But uh, uh, no, it was Overboard. So, not the best movie. I, I, I would say that even the people who made Overboard didn't think it was a very good movie. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that one at all. Yeah. I, it's for older people. Yeah. I think. I mean, you know. So, what's what's going on, Labor List? Well, how's it going this week? Uh, same old, same old. I uh, figured I could use tonight to tell you guys about uh my first and worst job i ever had okay let us what 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 was it where'd you work at so i worked for a company called world inventory services or WIF, cool. as an inventory associate WIF. that's a, a oh WIF. were you the person <laughs> that goes in the store and like puts paper everywhere and 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 count stuff at like grocery stores that was me yeah my crew mostly worked at dollar stores though okay that's not fun yeah when you got the little yellow slip on every aisle and we've got to count everything so this this is uh the company pays a third party to come through and do this yeah, I whisk. did inventory for uh, what Lowe's, Dollar Tree, Family Dollar, um, Victoria's Secret, Walmart, um, and Joanne's Fabric. How did the employees like you? Like, is that kind of a, a sticky situation when you roll in to to do it, or or, well, or are you just completely separate from them? So they usually only had a skeleton crew because uh, part of what was so shitty about the job is you'd have to wake up super fucking early and go to these stores usually before they even opened. Yeah. Yeah. And how long does it take to count everything in the store? Uh, it depends on the store. Like I said, we mostly did uh, dollar stores and that could take Usually around six hours or so with yeah. our crew of like five, six, maybe seven people. But the time we did a super Walmart, they were bringing in everybody and it took us 13 hours to count that whole place. I'll bet the bosses were like so excited about the super Walmart. Like, holy shit, guys, we got a super Walmart. <laughs> we got a big gig. Yeah. 
It's fucking all happening uh, for us now. Sucks. They stuck me in the freezer section for that. I couldn't even feel my hand. Yeah, I worked in the freezer section at uh, Kroger when I worked there. And, oh, that is not good. That's not a good job at all. You weren't like, you wear gloves. But then, I don't know. Like, I can't, I've never had a job where the gloves, where you wore the gloves. No. Oh, you don't wear the gloves. I didn't even have gloves. I didn't think about it. They didn't tell me I was going to be in the freezers for hours. Yeah, that would fuck your hands up. That that probably fucked your hands up pretty bad because I, I you know, when I, I had to wear the gloves, I would wear the gloves for the first like hour and then be like, fuck this and take the gloves off. But also, you know, this was a time in my life where I also wasn't a hat guy. So like, I, I'm not a gloves guy now, although I was wearing my fingerless gloves today. <laughs> Cause I woke up and it, I was cold and I was like, oh, throw the fingerless gloves on today. Yeah. And, uh, so I wore those and, uh, it's not, I don't know. Yeah. Working in the freezer without gloves seems like, I don't, that seems like it should be an OSHA violation to tell you the truth. I mean, your it hands get hurt man, yeah. after a while. It's, you're not cold. You're not numb. It just hurts. It's fucking painful. It absolutely is, you know, because I, I, you know me, I, I've talked about this on the show with the hard hat shit. Uh, uh, I just didn't even want to wear a hard hat when I knew wearing a hard hat was the smart move. You know, I didn't want to like tie off at uh, uh, when I was on a roof, like they would have these lines where you could like clip on and then, you know, if you tumble over, if you trip and fall yeah. over the roof, it'll catch you. Didn't want to do that. I just never wanted to do anything that made me safe. So it was like, yeah, you know, I like to wear gloves. And I'm like, you know, fuck you, gloves, you know. And then. No, we don't know. That doesn't make any sense to anybody except for you. Then like an hour <laughs> later, I was like, can you give me those gloves? Never mind. Never mind without the gloves. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll do it with gloves. Yeah. But uh, yeah, frozen foods. You fucking go stand in a refri- you stand in a freezer and you load a cart with a bunch of cold stuff and then take it out and stick it into really cold <laughs> freezers. It's the worst job, man. You just gotta try not to touch it for very long. Well, the thing is, it, it it seems like such a a basic job. You go in, you count everything, and when you're done, you go home. But the worst thing is, you any simple job like that the good part is you can just let your mind wander and not really have to focus on it. But here you're going in at like 4 a.m. You're standing under those god-awful like fluorescent lights that make your eyes bug out and you can't think because you're just counting yeah. for six straight hours. You're just going one, two, three, four, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five. It just makes you feel like you're going insane. I would start to feel like, ill on the way there because it just made me feel like a crazy person were you allowed to listen to music or anything like that nope what i knew it dude they don't when you're in a store dude they don't want you listening they don't want earbuds in your ears at all they just don't even they they even even if it's just for the other employees in the store they're like oh it's got to look professional yeah yeah I mean, there's a lot of stuff like, uh, uh, you know, I remember when I worked at, at, at a call center when they were, they were cracking down because of the dress code. It's like, nobody sees me. Yeah. Uh, you know, they just want you to have clothes on. 
you know, that look. Yeah, well, the guy who had to go and open early because the inventory people are there doesn't give a shit if we're listening to music. No, he would probably prefer you listen to music. It's, it's the managers who are usually there. I, I did. Um, so I worked at a toy store as a kid, and we did inventory once a year, but we did it in-house. And I also would travel to other stores to do inventories uh, for them because we were a pretty good crew. Uh, but then I, and then also when I worked at the warehouse, Abercrombie warehouse, we did those once a year, I think. And it would be over, they would make us work the whole fucking weekend. It would be like two long ass days and we try to inventory the whole fucking warehouse. Uh, but it is also, it is exactly like you said, it's, you can't do anything else. You can't like, you can't really tell jokes or stories or you're not just, you're, you're using your mental space to, to put stuff into a, an RF gun or whatever it is. Is that what you had? Yeah. Yeah. They kept track. They kept metrics on our like scans per minute and all that shit. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the uh, funny part though. To uh, do it every day is, in, is, is, is insane. Uh, the, since we were doing dollar stores every day, they would like, haze whoever the new person was or whatever uh whoever the new guy was it was their job to count the cigarette case which first of all it is a little difficult some of those machines a lot of them you can just slide out a whole row and you can see everything but the older ones don't and you have to just peek in there and try and figure out how many cigarettes there are if you know if you're not a smoker that smell gets to you but um the main thing is in a whole dollar store the cigarette case is the highest value single area so if their inventory count comes up short the manager comes after whoever counted the cigarette case oh every single time but also that's also the most likely to be stolen internally like that's the shit i would be moving out the door if i was a reckless employee that was on the way out the door you know yeah yeah i mean it doesn't matter the manager is just gonna go flip shit if their uh count doesn't turn up enough like in-store value so i was just sitting there my first few weeks waiting for them to hire somebody else because i was just getting yelled at by managers whenever they didn't get the numbers they liked. Really? Just asking you to do it again? Oh, I don't think I'd go again. It was, uh, what was it? Like $758 an hour. No, no. I mean, they were, they, I, I can find something else. Were they asking you to, to count it again because it didn't match their numbers? Oh, asking me to, I thought you were saying, would I do the job again? Oh no. I, who the fuck would? No. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sometimes we would have to do recounts. Um, it was usually up to the supervisor. They would usually have a good idea of if somebody was new, what areas they were doing, and they might have miscounted it. Uh, basically, they'd just send people out to sections that were likely to be counted badly, and we'd have to figure out where that money went. Wow. Wow. That yeah. sounds like it sucks. I gotta yeah, tell you, uh, how'd you get the like? How how old were you when you started there? Uh, it was a summer job when I was in college, so I was like nineteen. And I was only there for like two three months. Well, that was my first job. I was only at my first job for three months exactly. Mickey D's when I was sixteen. 
lasted three whole months and quit because they had me working until 11 on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for calling in labor. Well, I quit because I was going on. Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, I'll let you guys get to the rest of the queue. Yeah, we got We got a huge queue this week, but have a, have a good evening. Really. Thanks for calling. Yeah. You guys take it easy. Peace. Oh, it's me. I'm singing a song because it's Sunday night. Kaylee, if you're if you're listening to the show back to hear yourself, the the chat liked your call. Yeah, I know. We just we got a bunch of calls tonight. Yeah, you know, it's full. That's why we're 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 we gotta. We're trying to be more pro here. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who the fuck are we talking to tonight? Hello. Hey. Hello. Who are we talking to? Uh, I guess I'm gonna go pseudonymous. Uh, John in California. I want to give my uh. No problem at all. What's going on? Uh, not much. I just uh, meaning to call in the last uh, couple weeks. Um, but uh, I guess I wanted to talk about not really a job per se, but um, uh, profession, uh, legal profession, and like the training. Uh, law school and how shitty it is and how pretty much you should have no faith in uh, any lawyer. You know, uh, it's funny. My brother is a lawyer and uh, uh, he talked a lot about not wanting to go into practicing law because of the training and hazing sort of shit that goes on having to eat shit. He was, you know, he was sort of like he was 30 or so when he got out of school and he's like, I'm a 30 year old man. I like, I'm not going to go get hazed by some people in a law office. Well. Yeah. He was just like, I'm not going to go get hazed by some people in a law office so I can practice law. He also had a professional job too. Yeah. Right. He had a, he'd already had a, a, a good, a decent job too. Right. I'm just saying like that, like it's interesting. It's, it's good that you called because you know, I've heard about this stuff. I mean, he he didn't tell me anything specific about what goes on. You know, I, I know there's a lot of unpaid work, though, right? Uh-oh. Skelly, Welly? I think, I think uh, we got disconnected. Did someone there. go Skelly? Either we got disconnected. Ooh. Do we have money? Hey, hey I, I put money in. You put money in? No, I'm still here. Oh, oh hey, gosh. We got gotcha. you. Flesh melted from your I hit the mute button on accident. Oh, oh I do that all the time. It sounded like you turned into a skeleton. Uh, uh, so, so, uh, is it like a lot of unpaid work or is it like, uh, uh, what, what goes on? I guess it would just, I would say the biggest thing is the people absolutely suck <laughs> that do it. I, I should preface this by saying that I go to a pretty decent art. One of the top tier law schools. Not, I don't want to say which tier, but um, a job, uh, basically a job that can land you that about fifty percent of the students come out making two hundred k a year, roughly. Right. Okay. So I think like the average is like one fifty. So it's 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 not um, cheap labor, but it's shitty labor, and you're working for the worst people in the world. Yeah. 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 Like what kind of so law? It's like you're not. It's a great way to make mo- a lot of money. It is. It is. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, no. But it's also a great yeah. way to work a fuckload of hours, right? Yeah, not have a life. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, in the big law firms, you're working 70, 80 hours a week um, doing the shit work for the partners who are just like going out to lunch and 
having fun and um, getting equity in the, the company and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, you're you're just basically doing like doc review or writing memos for answers to questions they already know, and then you turn it in. And they're like, "Well, I already knew this," and it's like, "Then why the fuck did I do eighty hours of week or oh, uh, work?" Yeah, yeah, it's almost like. But uh, no, uh, go ahead. I I cut you off there. That was rude. Oh no, I didn't have anything to say. So. Oh yeah, it's kind of weird because you're like, you know. Everybody wants to make good money, you know? Everybody wants to make a bunch of fucking money doing something that they care about. But law school feels like a thing where people get in it and and they get, you know, past the point of no return with it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, this doesn't seem like the thing yeah. for me. Yeah, there's um, a lot of people go into law school that they typically lean left or even some leftists in, uh, in my school. Um, and they basically, they go in and the school just pushes you towards these giant law firms. And um, basically, you can't turn down the money because you're like, I've got six figures of debt um, and I can pay it off in a year year salary at these big firms so you get into it and then you're there for three years and you're there for four years it's like you can't go back to being like a lawyer for um decent causes for criminal defense or for um activists defending activists and stuff like that you're now you've represented all these giant developers or um all these giant corporations like merging and that uh end up laying off thousands of jobs and it's like that's what you've done is you've navigated them how to basically screw over all these other workers and it's like you've then then i think you, a lot of people lie to themselves and they're like well i wasn't that liberal when i was younger it's like no you just got brainwashed <laughs> well yeah that's the that's the thing that's uh uh that's the other thing that's weird i wish there was a rip cord that you could pull in law school where they have to give you your money back yeah you know what i mean like like a thing where if you're in law school for a year and you're like nope they have to give you all your yeah. money back. I mean, universal free college yeah. is really the key to something like that. That that is, we should have free college, but like they did. It seems yeah, like. Go ahead. Oh yeah, like if you have free college, then you have like a level playing field where like the only the people that went into that um, didn't have debt that for like their undergrads they're concerned about, and they're like, well. That 200k can help me pay off the six figures I've got from undergrad, and now I've got 200k from law school, and it's like I'm sitting at $300,000 debt. The only thing I can do is represent the people who have the money, which are all rich corporations and rich people and developers and all of that kind of stuff. And you're doing essentially evil work, though they wash their hands with the pro bono stuff, which amounts to, besides a few associates and partners, nothing that the firm does. They like to brag about it, but that's not what they're there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so they they usually do have the pro bono work, but they they're kind of like, you know, we do have to bring in a bunch of fucking money too, <laughs> like to run this place to pay everybody. I mean, is there? Yeah. It, did you ever? I mean, when you were there, was there an indication that like? Well, I mean, you basically you get into law school at a good school, and it's like, you know, you can't just leave 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I guess like once you get in, once you've gone through all the stuff to get in, you can't, it's impossible to kind of get out. You just have to like, you have to put your head down and go straight through until you get to the end of it. And then, and then try to figure out what to do. I, I get it. I get what's, I, it's gotta be tough, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, I still want to practice law, and I still like it to some extent, but it's just, it's, there's so much of that pushing you towards these, these, these certain kind of clients that were not why I wanted to go into law school. And it's, I actually did end up working for a big law firm um, during the summer, and you sort of see how the, the sausage gets made. And it's like, these aren't, most of the lawyers aren't bad people, per se. Like, they're not, mm. um, they're not the business people where, like, they're just like inherently evil and yeah. like they have zero empathy, but it's like, you have to work for these clients and you have all these like, uh, ethical obligations to represent your client, uh, dutifully, like when a defense lawyer has to represent a murderer and stuff like that. And you just start seeing like these certain, um, things being said. And it's like, you can tell that's not who the person is, but it's like these tropes being said about like, I worked, um, in, uh, uh real estate, which is the evilest of uh, law um, and or dabbled in it, uh, also worked in criminal stuff. But um, you just start seeing these people like start to lose their like desire to like help people and actually do affordable housing. Like they'll, they'll talk, the developer will talk a lot and like the lawyers will hype up the um, um, affordable housing of like a project. And then you get on the call afterwards and the um they ask the lawyer, they're like, how can I cut as much affordable housing out of this project? Like, um, possible. Like, they just want right. to, like, cut it to the bone and only the legal requirement. Right. And it's just, it's really disheartening. So I kind of got out of that. So I'm uh, excited to have more opportunities to do more things that I, that I care about. And uh, um, I've, in a previous life, I did some uh, labor organizing. So, um it's it's very funny when you put labor as an interest on your resume and all these firms contact you and they're all employer side and it's like no i don't want to do that yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that is a problem like they don't want you to hear that <laughs> well thanks for oh yeah like i i would go in for like an interview but yeah and they would be like up oh, next yeah yeah well well thanks for calling in i appreciate it it's, it, it is interesting it's not something i i I, I never even kind of considered that how trapped you get in the same way that like I was trapped at the cable company in the same way that it's like you're always trapped. Like that's the goal of the way we set up work is to trap you somehow, whether it's, you know, trapped making $200,000 a year, trapped making $80,000 a year. It just they they give you a lifestyle that you can become accustomed to and then they fucking trap you there and then they have somebody exactly. forever. Yeah. yeah. Trapped making headstrong. Yeah. yeah. Trapped made headstrong. Now they got to try and make another hit. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Headstrong. For they're trapped doing headstrong. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got to do it twice a show. Well, thanks for calling in. I, we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. What? Yeah, I see. Thanks for calling. That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm working through it, buddy. Right. It's only ten thirty. We can't profesh. even go on break yet. All right. 
One more in break or two more in break? <laughs> Fucking f- maybe three. Okay. okay, okay. We can't go on break. Wait a minute. Never mind. Hola, what's up? One more. One more break. <laughs> one more and then break. What's up? Who's this? <laughs> Yo, this is Roy Kersufaziz. I called uh, a little earlier, but I have a specific anarchist idea that I want to bounce off you. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. So, basically, I'm an environmental guy, right? Uh-huh. And I think um, the name Earth, the word Earth is based off of like a, an old English slash Germanic word that literally means like a solid ground or dirt. Okay. And I think because this was invented, this, was, this name was picked before we knew about uh, other planets or other moons or whatever. So I really think we should rename Earth to a different name that is already... Uh, pretty well known. I think it should be Planet Florida. And I know what you're thinking. There's already a state called Florida. But uh, within the next 80 to 100 years, we're probably not going to have most of it. So I think the name could be up for grabs. And I really want to get ahead of this thing. I think Florida is Florida, probably, probably yeah. a, a, a name, though, that is bad, too. Right? Like, I don't know where the name Florida well, came from. A- but it probably has a bad history, I'm it sure. It has a colonial history, it's true. Yeah. Flow Rider doesn't. I think Flow Rider. Yeah, the is thing just about Florida is it literally history. means the flowery place or the flowery one, which I think is a more accurate description of Earth hmm. than just Earth ground. Because like on Mars, if you look around on Mars, it looks kinda similar to some parts of Earth. I mean, besides that there's no plants or you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, but, but I'm that, I did a cause, but I'm gonna want to change it to Florida. I or think you're maybe sub- Floridita, the I, diminutive. I think you're supposing, and I think this is taking a large leap that there's going to be flowers and plants here in 80 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you got me there. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I got to fight for them. <laughs> yeah. I think we just call it dirt. Yeah. If we got to change the name of Earth, we just call it dirt because that's what it really that's is. What Earth dirt. is that just means dirt. It's what they're dirt. saying. Yeah. Planet dirt sounds punchier. I like it. Yeah, dirt. I, I mean, I wouldn't even call it planet dirt. I would just call it dirt. Planet dirt. Yeah, that's a dirt. Megadeth song right there. <laughs> it is. Well, I think that- the anarchist idea I really am introducing is you can choose your own name for the planet. Like nobody, like people picked Earth as like the default before like we were born you can just yeah. pick a different one if you want i guess yeah i mean we're definitely supporting <laughs> like no one's stopping you we, we have to know. vote for the name of earth every 50 years <laughs> how's that sound i think that like earth should be like a custom character for everyone that we all have equal ownership over but we have our own name that we subscribe to it that, that i think that makes sense yeah i i like that idea i really like that one all right uh, but anyway i if I have a, a just another minute, I have, I uh, without being too graphic, I don't have like uh, dental insurance, and mm-hmm. so I recently got really excellent dental care and got some uh, some fillings, but it's like delayed my moving out of my parents' house, and it's the kind of shit where like I don't expect like dentistry to like be cheaper because like that's friggin' not good, but um, you know if if. As with everybody, if I had a little bit more cash in my pocket, then I could freaking move out and have like teeth that don't freaking fall apart. Because 
let me tell you, I don't understand anybody who says they would want to time travel to the past because the idea of living in a time with even slightly worse dental technology just sounds like hell to me. But anyway, that's that's my two things. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, I like I like taffy too much, and uh, they they have toothpaste powerful enough to fight taffy because I've been doing fine. <laughs> but I would worry. Oh, dude! About yeah, a world without floss. You got a floss. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I is uh, it's close to my bedtime, so just gotta say, big fan of the show. Uh, have fun with the rest of the queue, and uh, catch you on the flip. So we drink. Thank you. So have a good night. Break time. Yeah, yo, peace out. Time for a breakout. I got confused time there. for a breakout for at what the time? I got confused at the time. Ten thirty. No, one hour and a half. We want to be an hour and a half in at break. Okay. 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 At, fine. We yeah, we started. Like we started like nine oh four, nine oh three, or something. Fine with me. Uh, um. And I, yeah, I want to. I. I want to gear up again because I have to get my. I have to get it back together. I have to to get ready for this next uh, half of the show. But we will get to your calls. Please don't jump in, anybody else. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. We are going on a break right now. We got some music this week. Who who's this? Who could this be? Um, this is something something Brax is the name. You can find them at something something Brax dot bandcamp dot com. The uh the the name of the album is not clear to me. Uh oh, what is it? Breath. Oh, breathes here. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I lost the name here. Breakfast boy Brax. Um, but here's what they wrote. Hey, I think I just tried to DM this to Brian on Twitter when it came out last year. I name-checked him in this rap song. Something around the 130 mark. I hope he hears and I hope he gets a kick out of it. Peace, y'all. All right. Cool. Let's do it. I marvel at the pretty flowers, I don't know their names But the color palette looks so flame Exercise your tedium, stretch yourself thin, grip air and grip Skip meals at night, your shirt size is extra medium Still dreaming in the birth of destruction Pop pills as a member of the cult of productivity Try to build, don't let it be, sound as sweet as Eve singing our reverie They poop with a grunt work and I'm doing it readily I'm the process, your Hulu has live sports Pulling schemes out of thin air while you're using a whiteboard I remember when I was the man playing melodies on a mic record. What are you rhyming for? Well, me, my mind's fucked. It's the only thing stopping me keeping my eyes shut. Observe and report that we're coming up short. Couldn't fathom what all of this earnestness for. Burning big cords with the problematic one. Red hoodie on me got me looking like Daniel's son. Me and Ken a deadly combination. So big L's, we had to hand him one. Boy. My band name's hard to remember. Like Pops, Mensa, Bonsu. You don't do the work, we don't want you to. Can bring the thump racks, bring the pot of boom. Throwing elbows in the pit, cause we need a lot of room. Bro, give me 50. Feet like the dugout floor at Comiskey. Face feel like you went and slugged 60 Mickeys. But that far surpasses sleeping with the fishies. I'm not sure when it happened, but I feel a lot of it silly. Probably the time I realized that both of my angels was plotting to kill me. Do all these savantish ill things. The bigger the ego, the harder they feel things. Yeah. I wrote this verse on I-5 on the way to a great show No love lost between me and the Salem-Kaiser Volcanoes 
Jesus take the wheel Then I get a grip, let it rip out to spiel The Honda's a mansplainer My passion thick as Oliver Miller on the pacers And we don't need your papers, this is a DIY rap show I really do believe you bet that cop was an asshole But we won't pat you down If you brought a 24 rack then pass it round Go and grab some water if you think you're passing out This basement feel like Huskaloosa But the only thing oppressive is the heat in the oeuvre My band name's hard to remember Like Pops Mensa Bonsu You don't do the work, we don't want you Two can bring the thump racks Bring the bottom bone Throwing elbows in the pit Cause we need a lot of room Give me 50 feet like the dugout floor at Comiskey. Faces feel like you're wearing slug 60 Mickey's, but that bar surpasses sleeping with the fishies. Me kidding, grip grain while you listen. Keep the Chevy drifting. I said, We're Henny sipping Henny and Penny pinching. I got tricks up my sleeve like Eddie Griffin. Won't be much longer till I turn to Petty Grifting. Just one more misfortune, let me snick it. I said, I'm Henny sipping and Penny pinching. I've been done more dirty than a Denny's kitchen. I done scream horse for rooms empty, except the crickets. We all trying to eat, fam, let us get it Okay, I'm Henny sipping and Penny pinching They say I need a team, but I'm already with them You try to give advice, why would I ever listen? Your style's more bland than a Getty image, hey And Rax is feeling shower train scummy Nothing but some almonds and coffee up in my tummy Feeling power hungry, grasp it in my clutches Now I butter bean the bark gun, the clack with punches I hate paying bills, man, I wanna be a roach Don't wanna be the gang in season 10 and miss the boat Late 20s, do anything, the bag big enough This punk rock ethos left me coated in the dust Never took a dime from a lobbyist that's probably obvious I try to live honest This shit left me impoverished Ah shit Penny sipping Penny pinch I'm scared I'm gonna die Flying Penniless I said I'm scared I'm gonna die Flying penniless 
I said I'm scared I'm gonna die flying penniless. I said I'm scared I'm gonna die flying penniless. I'm scared I'm gonna die flying penniless. Breakfast. Shop quintuplets, five fates for the low Two tears for six buckets, hard to care, don't you know? I might sing a sour song with melodies Murky while the homie cute was sending me bootleg jerseys Hair texture, brillo pad, joke sex, pillow last Drunk text, repent, some cost on the weekend Oh well, insert a Vonnegut quote Frog duck the bottomless gulp Subvert predominant modes, well that's the hope though He be hitting dingers by the boatload in the bottom me, I'm stuck in solitude Horse toe type and olive juice Mr. Operator, something's faulty with my sound waves Fight a two-front war with misery and salvation Nostalgia felt for a moment in the neververse Where class is not determined and carbon cycles not preserved Back here they're killing trans folk Passed down from the command post Vegan racism like my biggest lack in lactose Means test my existence to sandstone Knee slappers till your thighs raw hand bone Decoded for your little master thesis capstone Sorizo Ritos with my family out in Gladstone We'd stand in a circle and harmonize On the porch with one lighter between us We'd stand in a circle and harmonize On the porch with one lighter between us We'd stand in a circle and harmonize on the porch of one lighter between us. We'd stand in a circle and harmonize on the porch of one lighter between us. Hey everybody, welcome back to Street Fight Radio. It's a call-in show. And y'all got a lot to say. We got a bunch of calls right now. Uh, we're going to try to get to them. So keep it quick. Uh, sorry, you know, if you if, if uh, you got more than one story, just... Figure out which the one's going to be. I uh, hope you enjoyed the music. That was Breakfast Boy Brax. You can go follow them, support them, buy their stuff over at something something brax.bandcamp.com. Fun name, Brax. Uh, great songs, and thanks for shouting out Brian. Dang, I like that. I like getting shouted out. Uh, if you want to hear more of Street Fight Radio... Uh, the bonus Patreon is chugging along. It's Shocktober this month. I wish I had a boo, like a, I want to, I need a sound effect for that. Boo. Boo. That's what I want. Boo. I just want like a Shocktober. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you did a Don Imus episode with, uh, Jesse Farrar from your Kickstarter sucks. Yeah, it was, uh, that was a spiritually draining episode of Shocktober. I won't be doing Don Imus again. Uh, I feel like I said all that needs to be said about him, and next year he will not be on the list. All right. Yeah, asshole, that guy, man. I yeah. just hate his guts. That's awesome. You know? Well, you can hear all of that by subscribing on Patreon.com at the $5 level. Um, if you want to get the zine too, eight bucks will take care of all of that. Uh, we appreciate all your support in these troubling times. And, uh, and it really means a lot that you've kept us going, you know, when we're trying to get bigger and better and spread this mess across the U S and it's all because of you. So let's get on these calls. You ready? Yep. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? 
Hey there, it's Brody from Columbus, Mississippi. Oh, I thought you were going to say the good Columbus, but uh, you said Mississippi. Yeah, no, I think I think we had this discussion last time. It's like the third best Columbus. I don't know. It's not yeah. even a good Columbus. Mm, we'll give it the second. It's often overlooked Columbus. Yeah. What's going on, Brody? Yeah, hey. Uh, not much. Uh, you know, you guys did the, uh, the car dealership tips this, uh, this week on the main episode. And I just wanted to say I sold a car today. Oh, did you? Wow. How'd it go? Yeah. Did you lie? Uh, well, did you appeal to emotion? Did you appeal to their emotion (laughs) and not give them any stupid, you know, specs? So, so this was my first, first car I recently bought, like... A car I really can't afford, but I love it anyway. But I had to get rid of my old car because, you know, it, 2006 Chevy Malibu, I don't know how long I had it, but I got it whenever I was in high school. I'm 25, going on 26 now. Mm-hmm. It's time to get rid of it. So, um, yeah, I tried. To, I really tried to build in the emotion and, you know, convey what I felt whenever I was driving the car to yeah. the buyer. And uh, so I, I, th- I thought of you guys, and I was like, you know, what would it feel like for you to be driving around in this car only to come home and realize that you have to change the brakes again right after you did it six weeks ago? <laughs> change them rotors. Feel? Got to change them rotors. Yeah, got to change the rotors. Got to, you know, the, the damn tube before the fluid keeps coming out. Doesn't that feel great? Yeah, it's wonderful. I, I love know. driving I just, my uh, my car that is always a problem it, it'll really make yeah, you feel it, good oh god yeah it is great and that feeling of anxiety you were talking about with uh colette at the beginning of the show yeah i, I completely get it because of that car so i never really had any money because i was always fixing the fucking brakes on that thing <laughs> yeah uh, but but yeah, between that, you also said you wanted uh, more salespeople to call on the show, and I actually used to sell jewelry. I don't know. Jewelry? Uh, that that doesn't yeah. sell itself. I'll say that. You know, oh, I don't yeah, think no. so. That's a hard sell. No, well, it, it's, it's a bit of a weird sell, because it is a lot of those same concepts. Like, you've got to sell emotion. You know, it's it's Father's Day. It's Mother's Day. It's a graduation gift. It's your birthday. And then Valentine's Day comes around and it just sucks ass, dude. Like I, I hate it working in jewelry. I was, I was mainly the uh, avoid customers and take out the trash guy. Were you paid commission? Uh, no. Well, I think I was, but it was like point zero three percent. Like I did not give a shit about sales. Yeah, I don't and know how it you would. would... Al- it would always. I just don't know how you would sell jewelry because whenever I hear the big selling point for jewelry, it gives me a panic attack. Just three months salary. (laughs) Oh, okay. I'll only make nine months salary this year. Right. And and it's and it's like, you know, one time one time we were doing inventory and I pulled out a car that would cost as much as the car I have now, and I'm like, why are we allowed to sell a tiny ass rock like this, like why does this cost this much? And of course, it's three hundred percent markup. But even then, why does a rock cost that much? Just sitting there talking uh, to the to- customer, you know, this is just this is a rock, really. When you think about it, yeah. a rock somebody dug out of the ground. This is a rock. They and, polished yeah. it up. <laughs> 
not not to mention built on slave labor. You know, they don't want to call it blood diamonds or whatever because it's certified or whatever. But like, let let's be real. The the non blood diamond certified ones, they're they're also those miners are also getting treated like shit. It's slightly better. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, marginally, maybe. Nobody believes. But, I, I think everybody believes that the diamonds are all blood diamonds for some reason. You know, like everybody. I yeah. I always hear like you know one of the ones I remember from this year is I heard a Howard Stern bit about it where he was just like, I don't believe any of these diamonds are ethically sourced, you know, you, you buy them, no, you, they're really not. you buy them, they say they are, but fuck, they can say anything they want. Pretty much. It's like cage free eggs sort right. of thing. It's like, what are the degrees of caging that can still be considered cage free eggs? And that's the same thing with the diamonds. What are the degrees of, of slavery and oh, mistreatment? Like slavery, exploitation and like you know how many people died to get your diamond I yeah think that's what makes it the value it's like you know, the meat that's a real sentimental meaning behind your ring it's like the meat at whole foods where they have those cat categories and you're like well i feel real bad buying the category one stuff that yeah. doesn't make me feel good at all i mean you know they stomped it to death with golf cleats yeah 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 it's like hmm, i guess i'll buy the category four four kind so that i know that they were read a story before they killed them <laughs> yeah they lived in a house as a pet like a dog i don't fucking know you know uh yeah. uh but yeah yeah selling jewelry has to doesn't sound great it doesn't sound like you were good at it though so that's something oh no 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 it, it's because i felt so damn bad i tried to stick to watches because that's something i actually enjoy i really love watches and stuff because they actually serve a purpose but, you know, nobody really buys watches retail, so it's whatever. Uh, I, I know y'all have a lot of cube calls to get to, so I just wanted to ask this, and, and if y'all wanted to answer it off the air, um, is that all right? Yeah, go for it. Or, uh, not off the air, but off of my call. Um, so, like, during the interview process of every sales position, it's like, sell me this pen. I want to hear what you guys would say if oh, like, no. you were to sell a pen. I, I, I just re I'm really interested to hear what Street Fight has to say about selling a fucking ink pen. Okay, I'm gonna uh, take it for serious. Right. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, right, and I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take the answer off air because I gotta go. Sweet. All right. Thanks, guys. Peace. All right. Here Wait, you go. No, peace. you're good. Peace. I peace. Here you go. Hey, Brian, sell me this pen. Hey, this pen, it writes. It will do. You, you take the pen. You put it on the paper. Something comes out of it. You got your letters and stuff. Now, I can't guarantee that the letters you draw will look good, but I can guarantee that they will show up on the paper. Wow. You gave a guarantee at the end. Yeah. Cause they will, if it's a new pen. Yeah. Now, if they were throwing a curveball at me and saying this pen don't work, I'd be like, that's a, that's a challenge. Sell this pen that's missing a cap and that's been sat on and is cracked. The frame of it's cracked. But I can do that too. Okay. Still you chew will. on your pens, you know? Yeah. Hey, you chew on your pens. This is a chewing pen. Actually, okay. this is not a writing pen. This is a chewing pen. You might you might be a sales guy. I know. I, I know that natural. was that was for real trying too. That yeah. was cuz I mean really if I was doing the bit, you know, if I'm sure. going to go with the bit, it's going to go like this. 
eh, buy the pen. I don't care. Sure. You know what I mean? But no, I didn't go with the bid. I sold the pen. Why don't you sell a pen, Brett? Uh... Well, I have here a writing device, very reliable, comes to us from Bic, uh, has a cap on top to protect it from, you know, marking up the inside of your clothing. Uh, you know, it's a strong, healthy flow of ink uh, that you can rely on to sign any of your documents. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's an understated item um, that makes doing work a breeze. Yeah. I mean, it's like two dollars fifty cents too when you're selling a big pen. It's just like it's two fifty, you know, for uh, twenty four of them. I was thinking of the generic one, the crystal pen. Yeah. So I also have. You something can also else. dig out your bowl with the cap. Yeah, that's true. I also had something else that he brought up in the call that uh, is a new announcement I'm making about myself. You can fill in your spreadsheet. I kind of want to watch now. Well, like I turn into a watch guy, but I, it's an, I, I mean, yeah, it feels like other if people you, want them, what could just cause other people want them. I don't know why I've been thinking about a watch lately, but then it's like, well, it's pointless if you don't buy an Apple watch. So then I started looking at Apple watches and I'm like, they don't look cool at all. So you want like in a, the end, not getting a watch, a shark tank watch is what you're thinking. No, I want like a a, a, a a hot looking watch. You know what I mean? I don't remember what I was watching, but I must have been watching. Oh, I know what it was. I was watching the video for End Together Now by Limp Biscuit and Method Man. Uh, and they were both wearing watches. And I was like, I'd... see, I'd like a watch. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? But uh -huh. I'm not going to get a watch. Yeah. I never had one in my life, even before they became a thing. Yeah. I can't start now. I, yeah, I like I said, the if they if they made a stylish looking Apple Watch, that would be something I'd be interested so in. If they made like a like a a huge diamond face that you could drop the Apple Watch inside of. Basically, what I would want is a round one. I think okay with a with maybe maybe a nice. The, like there's the dials metals. on the outside that makes it yeah. look like you can you can call a ship or something. And the metal, the metal strap. Yeah, because I never had one of those. The one that rips your arm here. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I would want. They don't make them, yeah. so I'm not even in danger of buying one. Okay. Really. And I did look up Apple Watch and see how much it costs, and I was like, no, I don't want one of those. Yeah. I decided I didn't want one when I saw their five hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're pricey. <laughs> I can't believe they're five hundred. Premium product. I can't believe they're five hundred bucks. What do you think that it just what do you think? Like two hundred. Two hundred. Because I was gonna buy one. And I was like It's like a Nintendo Switch, but a thirty second of the size. Of I just Nintendo thought they were two hundred bucks. I just I really did. Screen. Yeah. But they're not two hundred bucks, so I'm not getting well, you get a series three. Yeah, just buy the old ones, man. Yeah, I'm not getting one. Like I said, I don't even know what I'd use it for. Thanks for calling Street Fight. We're not talking about consumer products tonight. Hi, is this me? Hey, yeah, it's you. Who's this? Hi, I'm so glad I waited this whole time. This is Poochie from England. What's up, Poochie? Oh, How are you? England. I like it. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for calling. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had an England caller. Um, what? Never, really. Well, I'm, I'm happy to... Uh, I'm happy to... You know, oh, I thought you were gonna uh, say. Break I mean, a lot of what you talk about obviously isn't so applicable to the way things are. Like, um, I'm going through all the shock and uh, Mark. 
bad stuff and oh uh, really yeah sports isn't like that here radio isn't like that here wait i think i pulled my headphones out there you go. so they there's not i mean you guys have like radio and you do have they let talented people go on your radio but uh you don't have shock jocks <laughs> you know because no you know you know rick Astley. that's who i think about when i think radio like he's still like a dj i think about they See, have you know a scandal every now and then when they chill on their wife or <laughs> but we don't have we have like our big you know like fire brands of people like jeremy not jeremy hunt oh the guy from guy. top gear i don't i don't know but you've got like lbc and nigel farage uh-huh. uh is on there i think that's that's when um one of uh chris james's uh yeah pranks is chris morris um, chris morris wrote hmm? four lions right wasn't he chris on the morris. radio uh maybe i think that's where um yeah alan partridge was maybe on the yep. radio first and then a character on there but i'm not so sure i mean brasa is is some really funny shit yeah. i haven't seen too much of that but but yeah I, um so i wanted to mainly i've got i've i've wanted to call in phrases so i have a backlog of stuff but um yeah i'm loving the patreon stuff all the uh yeah, all the stuff Brian's done. He's done a very good job. Uh, I got to tell yeah, you, this content. I, I got to tell you, I'm sort of fascinated with this now that now that you call in. Like, what do we sound like mm-hmm. that these shows were so popular? Like, is this the first you're hearing of like Opie and uh, Anthony right. and I, Howard think, Stern and Bubba? <laughs> I realized I pretty much, but. Um, on GTA, on GTA, like, three, I mean, you know, I was uh, maybe, like, seven years old when I played GTA. And if you go to, like, the talk radio station, it's, like, a conservative, like, kind of um, Rush Limbaugh, like, um, sort of, uh, you know. And also, it's, like, a parody, but it kind of, like, uh, it shows a bit what it's like. Yeah. yeah. Opie yeah, and Anthony, have, um, Opie and Anthony did a lot of the talk radio for GTA. I do know that. R- really? Um, God, I saw, I saw someone else is on there, but yeah, I'm, I'm blanking now. But yeah, people, people who were big in like 2003 and stuff, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that stuff was that stuff was lost on me uh, a bit. I think like E Pop is a radio host on like Vice City or something. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I can talk about GTA phases, but um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let other people get to it. But I want to tease the story that I want to call in with. Basically, okay. I don't. A lot of street fight goes over my head because I don't. I'm not a big working guy, right? I've been at university for a few years and I didn't get a job for a long time. But my first job, one of my only, I had another job after that, so like a summer job, but. I worked for Adult Swim when I was 19 for like a few months as like a host. And that, yeah. And I was fired suddenly and it was a whole big, funny, funny saga in my life. How'd you get fired? Amazing, yeah. I got, got, it was a game stream, right? And then it it was a few weeks we'd done GTA. Yeah, I called in when they were playing GTA 4 because I was like, oh, you know, there's all these cheats you can do. 
and I was like telling them the cheats for you know unlimited ammo and all that stuff. Um, and then like yeah, call back next time, and they're like yeah, call back another time, call in, and we'll pay you like um, what was it like forty bucks for for an hour or something? Okay. <laughs> um, and then it was like five days five days a week playing Octodad uh, uh, and Rocket. So the last game was Arkham Knight, right? Batman Arkham Knight. Oh, I love and I've never played. I'm pretty, basically just playing this, telling this whole story now. But so the other guy, this other producer on this Adult Swim show, this was when they were kind of first experimenting with live stream. Now, like you were probably ahead of them, um, but now they've got all these shows. They've got they even have like a um, I think um, last podcast on the left or something have a show on there now. Oh really? They have like they have some big names, but back then it was just from. Um, so there was this game stream called Amateur Hour, which I guess is a bit of a, a naughty double entendre, but uh, 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 it's, it's just some lady from marketing at William Street in, in Georgia um, uh, playing game streams. And then, you know, I called in because, because there was other stuff. They, there's also an Adult Swim show called Fish Center Live where... Uh, it's just like a, a stream of like hosts talking about um, fish um, and playing games with the fish and people call in. And I would call into that. I called into that about five years ago when I was 18 and sort of uh, got a little taste for it. And they'd go, oh, your accent, you know, it's so, so interesting. <laughs> so, so yeah. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm used to that a little, but yeah. Yeah, I mean... You know, uh, yeah, I got fired because I didn't know Arkham Knight too well, and the other producer was like, "All right, just let let, let me take over," because he was like telling me all the buttons to tell her. Uh, it was like, "No, no, no, get rid of him," and I was fired. But, oh God, that seems like a ooh. low threshold for getting fired to me. I mean, Arkham Knight is fun. It was, though. It was funny. It was like. I think the words were, we will no longer be needing your services. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, I didn't have a contract. They were just PayPal in me, you know, yeah. every now and then. Like beat it, kid. Um, that's our story. But um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll get off and I'll try and ring again. But uh, yeah, I want to say I love the show. I love, um, I'm loving Shocktober. Can't wait for the next one. Even though Howard Stern is the one I'm a bit caught up on because I can't, because everyone likes them too much, and I can't like. I like the really shitty ones. I like the, uh, you know, the ones who say stupid shit. I'm I do too. To the Mike Francesa episode right now. Yeah, I like I like Man Cow. <laughs> I do really too. Listening to the Man Cow one. We made him the because, last. Um, we made them the last single. Uh, uh, shock jock episode this year because people liked Man Cow so much. Howard Stern's like a really hard guy to, to yeah, do yeah. i mean his I, I, show is a lot more conversational and uh uh he just yeah. he's been doing it forever you know he seems he just seems too good he, i think the time does come, come first but what i want to hear your thoughts on is it's in one of the uh just random episodes after but um the only thing i know about howard stern is the clip of hillary clinton on his show and they're <laughs> like bernie what a dickhead um, yeah, it was sad to me because he, he really did used to be a guy that was like, 
he used to be a guy that seemed above all the the i mean he was always political you know and he mm. always trended more conservative but it just sucked yeah to it, it kind of the part that bummed me out quite a bit was that he was so deferential to a politician it wasn't i don't think he he's ever had good politics like he's he's a very self-interested guy and a very conservative guy but uh uh just yeah. having hillary in there and being deferential to her and not sort of i mean i didn't yeah. expect him to ask her to jump on the sibian but it would have been nice if he would have asked her some kind of a crazy question yeah. you know i don't know i don't think there's any it just i don't i don't know how anyone could like say that yeah that's cool that's cool to have her in like i just imagine everyone just kind of like you know holding their tongue a bit because it's not like I think Hillary Clinton coming on like she's gonna do you know the W, yeah, and the Nene and all that, um, yeah, and do her little shtick. But, but I'm curious, having too much of a good time. <laughs> they they seem to connect a little too much. Yeah, I think they're actually what's gonna happen now is uh, uh I think Biden's gonna come on there before the election. They have not hit he, well mm, first of all howard stern's yeah. only on the radio three days a week and if there's a holiday on a monday he takes the whole week <laughs> which is some kind of a fucking deal man yeah. he took the whole week off for columbus day and it's just like hey man yeah. you know you've been doing it long enough yeah. you get to take you you get to do three day weeks he's only doing three day weeks but i do it does sort of feel like uh, he said that he's heard from Biden's people and that he would love to have him on. And uh, Hillary was on there and he didn't do anything yeah. weird. So, I, I you know, yeah. I think he's yeah. going to have Joe Biden it's, on his it's show. It's the new frontier. Yeah. It's the new frontier for, like, comedy, <laughs> I guess. Well, I mean, I think, you know, they have to get their, their um, the Jimmy Fallon hair ruffle in. They got to get their little... Uh, you know howard time yeah piece you got, of the action yeah he's just such a legendary a-list kind of guy that like he's he's now become because jay leno's gone really and 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 late night tv doesn't do yeah. huge numbers like howard stern maybe doesn't do the numbers he did in the past but uh doing his show is something now I think he's still got, I, I mean, I don't know much about the guy, but I reckon, I mean, he's like 60 something, but you think about how long, um, Larry King, <laughs> so, yeah. um, what, yeah. you know, all your lemons, like maybe he could be the, I mean, cause God knows, God knows the industry doesn't want to find new people. I mean, you see why, like, you know, movies and stuff, yeah. you just want to get the names. Everyone, everyone was after the names and the, existing franchises but yeah um i might get a bit waffly from sleep declaration so i'll uh i'll let you guys go hopefully a, i get to call in again anytime um, have yeah. a have a good night thanks for calling all right yeah great to hear yeah yeah that 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 I, if biden goes on stern i will I think it's include it in a show. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I, I mean, I think that he, what he said is right. Is that like he was wild and crazy and kind of people 
now still kind of, like people that know he's not people know he's not but he still gets to add some of that and they get to be as a politician be like i'm going you know i'm not like just going on the stuffy old news programs i'm going with where the culture's at you know i'm people, edgy and hip people tune in to hear howard say you know wild stuff i'm gonna go yuck it up with them because and because and you know he's safe and he's bought in he's on american idol he knows how to play nice he he's knows 100%, how to follow orders he's 100 percent safe now it's yeah. just he doesn't i mean even when he has actors and actresses in, he doesn't do the do you do anal question and stuff like that it, it, like none of that yeah, stuff it's probably happens. for the better maybe yeah his natalie mains from the the chicks formerly the dixie chicks he uh -huh. has her on all the time like just she just pals. comes in. Yeah, she came on the other day to watch one of his guys uh, shave the shaft, as they called it, where he <laughs> shaved his penis <laughs> on the radio. He still does a lot of penis stuff. He likes October. Yeah, okay. is what he called it, and he's that's what he's doing this year. But but yeah, he still does a ton of penis stuff, but that's it's a fine. lot less of the the women stuff, and it's mostly penis stuff now. <laughs> Shave the shaft just is seems more like just some weird dangerous game of like trying to to not get a cut. Yeah, this guy does it all the time. They just wanted to get him on. He shaves the shaft all the yeah, time. Yeah, he shaves his he he. Yeah, oh, he shaves the whole a, thing. He has like a routine. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the calls. <laughs> Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, Street Fight. What's up? Hey, how you doing? Hey. This this is this is Jonathan in Southern California. What's up, Jonathan? What's going formerly, on tonight? For, formerly of Dayton, Ohio. Oh, oh yeah, wow. I was just in Dayton. That's an upgrade. Yeah, I was just in oh. Dayton. <laughs> How'd it go? Eh, not a lot of people wearing masks where I was in the suburbs. Fair <laughs> to be fair. I was in the suburbs of Dayton. I was not in downtown Dayton. And it seems like it's the suburbs where they're just like, yeah, I, just, I can go to the gas station without a mask. I don't give a right, I'm rat's sure ass. Real quick. Yeah. Well, I, it was like six people in this gas station. And I was, I walked in with a mask on and the two cashiers were wearing a mask. And I was like, well, I kind of feel like the fucking idiot at this point. I went into a place and the cashiers weren't even wearing a mask. I know. It's there a was like eight people in there. Me and uh, me and Charlotte were the only ones. And they looked at us like I was abusing her. I know. It's it's horrible. It's such a dumb pressure now where you're like, I, I feel like the idiot with the world's dumbest people in the room. The, like the people that won't wear a mask, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, what's up, Jonathan? Yeah, I, I, I was actually I was actually calling and, th and thinking of telling a story. Okay. And the the story the story is uh is is the family secret. Okay. And the story is also a, the story of a secret about Dayton, Ohio. Okay, let's hear it. But uh, I I don't know if I have time to tell it. It might go a minute. Okay. Well. Uh, uh, we do. Where are we at, Brett? Um, you hold the fingers up. Uh, we, we got a, a couple minutes. I think we can, we can, we can last two or three minutes. We we do have a lot of calls this week. Yeah, t tell you what, I'll, I'll save it for later. It might take a while to kind of tell and unpack. 
Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Just, yeah. I, I, We're here every week. Yeah. Message I, I, me the next time you play on calling in. If you if you know you have a Sunday to call in, and I'll make sure to move you to the front because I know you waited a very long time to get on. It's all. It's all right. But uh, I I did want to say while I'm on the phone that uh, your your caller Colette had it right on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's, she's smart cookie. Yeah, I agree with her too. Yeah, so, so what, what she said is exactly in agreement with kind of my understanding of how some of the psychology around kind of around class and income and, and behavior works. And, and I think that the core idea, as I understand it, and if anybody out there in, in street fight land thinks, thinks different, the core idea, as I understand it, is that like self-control the idea that people have self-control, uh-huh. it, it only comes in, in kind of finite quantities. Yeah. You, can, you can use it up. Right. Oh, really? And, and, so, and, and so, yeah. And so what, what's going on is that people who are subject to kind of very rigorous economic constraints, right? You know, people who are poor, they don't have a lot of choice as to how they spend their money. Right. They're forced to make very difficult decisions all the time. This depletes your reserves of self-control. And then so when it comes to, you know, kind of like, uh, like bad impulses or negative behaviors, you have little, you, you have little, little willpower left to kind of, to kind of resist some of these things. Right. And so this is, this is why part of, part of the reason why uh, why, why, you know, the, the, the class, the class system kind of perpetuates itself is that, you know, people are trapped on this, on the, on this treadmill and, and they don't have, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Kind, kind of the, the wherewithal to break out of this, of this kind of set of behaviors that, that, that kind of, that kind of keeps them where they are. Yeah, there's, at least this is this is my understanding. I agree. There's no breathing room. There's no time for reflection. There's like you know, like she, like she said, there's no extra time to develop those healthy relationships or, uh, you know, buy gifts and and do the go the extra mile, uh, because all of your attention is required to be locked up with a job all the time. You know, um, even you know, even us doing what we want to do. I mean, we're still doing it for money and, and instead of a job and. I only I only have so much time that I can devote to it, and then I have to, and then it drives me nuts. It makes me mean. It makes me angry. It makes me annoyed, and it does make me feel like I I don't have a choice anymore. It makes me feel like I just have to keep doing this shit for the rest of my life, and it, you know it bums me out. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that that's the way it works, and so something like you know basic basic income would have such a drastic effect Absolutely. on the overall mental health situation. I mean, it would just be just, in, it would just be incalculable kind of the, the, the kind of productivity that you would be able to, you know, to, to accumulate. Yeah. If people weren't racked all the time with these, these very pressing and very, uh, uh, very draining concerns. Absolutely. It would be beneficial to all of us. It would greatly improve all of our lives in immeasurable ways. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and clear off your phone line now. Thank but, you. Uh, I'll see about talking to you fellows. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? 
Hey, y'all. It's Steve in Shanghai. Hey, wow. Steve. How's it going in Shanghai? Global call tonight. We just had our highest it's going COVID day. So eat it, Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? It's going pretty good here. Yeah. Not much. I just wanted to, to check in with y'all because I've seen things are bad there. I mean, and, and gloat about how much better it is. Yeah, uh, I mean, Thank it's you. not going to get better here until I. I, I think uh, 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 we need maybe a new president, and who even knows what happens? You know, obviously, Joe Biden isn't the kind of guy that takes big, strong steps towards anything either. So. I guess we're going to... Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to make that much of a difference. No, absolutely not. And so we're just going to see what happens. You know, it is it is very hard to figure out what what's going to happen here because it feels like it's just a thing that's going to yeah. be happening for the rest of our lives to me now. Yeah, my daughter's school, uh, I think there's around 60,000 kids in the, in the public school, in the Columbus Public School District. Um, they kicked the can down the road. This last week was supposed to be them going back. Then they were like, we're going to give it one more week. And they were supposed to start this week. And they announced Tuesday of last week that they're not going back until January. And of course, you know, that means we're not going back at all this year. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It just feels <laughs> well, like we, we were actually. Go ahead. Yeah. We were actually thinking about moving back for a while. Because we we did some traveling, like you can fly around in the country on the the bullet trains and all that stuff, and it's not really a big problem. But people were acting, you know, really weird towards us because we're American, uh-huh. like giving us a hard time. We got escorted off a plane before everybody else to go through like extra temperature and like COVID checks. We had to show them our tests and stuff. Okay. And it was just real awkward and like uncomfortable. You know, there's a lot of kind of anti foreigner sentiment. Sure. And we're like, it's really uncomfortable here. We want to go. And, you know, we were looking at jobs back in America and then <laughs> things just keep getting worse. We're like, maybe we don't want to leave after all. Yeah. I mean, you can, it's hard to explain because like people, I mean, the people I'm around are being pretty safe, you know, but we just know that there's this wide swath of people that, I mean, they're not going to be safe. They're just even even if Biden's yeah. elected and he takes some big steps, it it seems like, you know, people aren't going to be safe. There's and, a group of people that aren't going to be safe no matter what. And 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 I mean, our leadership is is over anything just going to say, uh, you know, they're going to get bullied into letting football happen, into bringing things back. Uh, yeah, there, there's really no nobody wants to, to really uh buckle down and do anything. They're just going to wait till the hospitals get full. Probably. I mean, that's happening yeah. though. In it's like close. El Paso, Texas and North Dakota, the Midwest is just racked with it because they're not, that's where th things are not happening. I mean, it, I have heard that like San Francisco is like doing really well. Uh, uh, it does cost a lot of money yeah, to live we've, there. We've got friends that live there and, yeah, they they are all doing like masks and staying in, not doing, you know, they're doing the social distance thing and they've got it handled pretty well there. But like you're saying, the Midwest is just turned into hell. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I mean, you know, if I was out of here, 
But again, I I don't I'm not experiencing like the the anti foreigner sentiment either, and I can understand they're sort of being nervous around you. <laughs> I mean, I, I just things seem pretty fucked over here. You know what I mean? Like I can't imagine what it looks like yeah. from somewhere else because to me it looks pretty fucked up uh, sitting inside the country. And usually when you're inside of it, it doesn't seem as bad but it just feels like everybody's kind of moved on with their lives and whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen because the president's not doing anything this is just the guy to, he, yeah. he did say today like uh, he said or his chief of staff said today it's we're not gonna try to control it so it just seems like they're not gonna control it it's left up to us but only half of us are really concerned with getting it to stop. Only half of us really believe that it's an issue. Charlotte, someone in the chat said Charlotte's school system is back five days a week. Charlotte, South Carolina? Yeah. Or, yeah, I believe North it. Carolina? North Carolina. North, whatever. North one of the Carolina. I wish there was only one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, why are there two of them? A lot of schools are back. A lot of this shit is not... A lot of this stuff is just gonna keep, yeah, barreling ahead unless something happens here. If Trump gets reelected, just forget about it. It's herd immunity. Is that's yeah, gonna be yeah, it. that's what we get? We're kind of waiting till the election to figure out what we want to do. That's probably a good idea. And yeah, if he's back in, we're just we're never coming back. It's too crazy. It is. It's scary to think that he might be to me. You know, just four more years of him just feels like yeah a lot for me to handle. To handle, I mean, it's like uh, I hate to say this, it's like buy a gun time. <laughs> four more years <laughs> just feels like it feels very scary to me. I I don't know why. I uh, things haven't drastically changed personally for me, but. The guy is just talking about like defunding cities that he considers anarchist cities, which is that's really scary to to me. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't. I really don't know what's gonna happen here. I just it it's a really weird time. To I can't believe we live during this. I guess like uh, maybe this is smaller than i think it is because i'm we always think we're living at the end of the world yeah. but this really feels like the end here man it doesn't it not the end of the world it feels like i don't know it feels like we're going through something i guess so <laughs> yeah we're going through some shit yeah. and i don't know what it <laughs> well, is I got, go ahead i got something less grim to talk about then great go for it so I live in just kind of dead ass center of the city here. Ooh. And, you know, we went through that big lockdown where nobody got to go out. Nobody did anything. Businesses were just closed for like a month. So, you know, there, there's lots of shops around here that ended up closed down or going out of business. And I'm noticing the craziest thing and I'm getting like tinfoil vibes off of it. So on our street and all these streets near us, are opening up the cigarette and liquor stores just fucking everywhere. Like within a 10 minute walk of my house, there's at least a dozen of them. Really? Oh, it's like the cupcake. There store are two, there are two right next to each other. 
<laughs> like side by side. Okay. It's the same store, you know, same branding and everything. And I'm convinced that this is some sort of like government program here to fill up empty businesses and get people into some sorts of jobs. Cigarettes and booze. Yeah. I mean, those are good things to sell. Cigarettes and booze. But it's too many. But it's if never like nice booze. Oh, it's just whatever booze they have there. It's 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 crazy. Like there's this Chinese liquor called Baijiu, and it tastes like nail polish remover. It's Ooh. insane. Interesting. Is it like a lavender but nail polish? Like it. <laughs> it's like moonshine. Oh, geez. So, do they have American yeah, booze we, there? Yeah, we had some once. Yeah, you can get like, you know, regular vodka and bourbon and all that shit. And lots of like Japanese and Korean liquors. Is there they're, Bud Light? They're kind of expensive sometimes. Can you get um, Bud Light there? Can you get yourself a nice PBR there? I don't know. That stuff is garbage. Yeah. They, I think they have regular Budweiser. Oh, Bud Heavy I don't, in I don't, China. I don't truck with beer. Oh, okay, okay. Do they have there's, box wine? Yeah, there, there's lots of like, yeah, they've got wine and box wine and like, there's lots of the fancy like microbrewery type beers, things like that. Okay. I'll tell you what we're doing here now. I, I can keep you updated. We're doing White Claw here. That's the big thing over here. Yeah, I've that's not all, seen that yet. That's all anybody's drinking here. They'll almost replace water with it over here. People love that shit. It's the top shit. It is. Yeah, so. I've not seen anything like that. Yeah. It's like the last time you were here, everybody was probably drinking Bud Light or Coors Light. That's all White Claw now. It's all seltzer. It's yeah. just everybody's just drinking seltzer in America. So there you go. Well, thanks for calling in. Uh, uh, it's good to hear things are going good there. Uh, uh, you know, send some good vibes to us. Maybe things will go better here. Yeah. All right. I mean, we just got some new masks and everything too. So lucky we're ready to go. Oh, I have great masks, but I, I don't want to wear them anymore. I, I want it all to end. I'll have to send you a picture of this one. I, we got some acronym brand masks just the oh, other day. Okay. I'll have, I'll yeah. love to take a yeah, look at they're, them. They're pretty slick. Okay, I'm I'm looking up acronym brand mask right now. Have a good night. Uh, uh, enjoy. Yeah, got, yeah, later on. Peace. Have a good night, y'all. I'm looking up acronym face. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think um, cigarette cigarette and, and booze places are usually just uh, that's what people only have money for anymore. It's usually why those places become popular. That's what people want to buy. It's all they can care to get anymore at this point. Um, oh, this shit's cool as fuck, dude. Okay. Acronym is some cool shit. Alright, next call. Just letting you know. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? The Brian Shopping Channel. Oh, is it? Is it you? No, it's you. It's you. What's up? <laughs> All right. uh, everybody always says it's me. So anyway, uh, this is Ryan from uh, somewhere in central Indiana near Indianapolis. Um, first time caller. Make it, try to make it quick here. I got a story about high school for you guys. And, okay. Um, okay. Unexpected organizing that we did as kids without knowing it. Sweet. What's up? All right. So uh, in 2009, we were 
juniors and the senior class above us, one one of the tables in one of the lunch periods would like start clapping on Fridays um, because, you know, it's the end of the week. Weekend's coming up, right? Everyone hates school. Um, so we kind of joined in with them and helped them out to like make it an organic thing and uh, happen at like two places at once. <clears throat> so it's pretty fun. I mean, the administration didn't seem to care too much. And so we moved up a year. This is 2010. We graduated. So we're seniors now. And we're like, okay, we got to keep this going. Right. Because I mean, everyone loves it so much. Um, our, our lunch period was split into three. So it was a, B, a lunch, B lunch and C lunch. C lunch was like two periods before the end of the day. So it was even like worse. Right. Cause after this, you got two classes left and then you're done. Uh-huh. Um, so we kept doing the thing. It didn't seem to care too much. Eventually they started caring a whole lot. So <clears throat> principal was like, okay, I don't want to see a clap this Friday. But he had this kind of effect where, like, he's kind of a sarcastic guy and he smirked when he said it. So we thought, okay, whatever. What the fuck? I mean, he doesn't care. So we did it. Uh, that didn't go well. So he called a few of us down to the office uh, like we had killed an animal or something in the washroom. Oh, yeah. Um, ridiculous. But uh, so after that, I think it kind of it kept going because uh, everybody knew in lunch, like, 12-17 was when it started or when it's supposed to start. So, um, the next day we were, we're all sitting there at the lunch table, uh, 12, 15 rolls around. We noticed there's like a bunch of lunch monitors, like six more teachers than usual standing around our table, watching us and watching us <clears throat> Twelve sixteen comes by 12, 17, we're waiting and it just starts. And we're like, <laughs> we're sitting there with our hand over the table, not touching it and like smiling because it's become this organic thing that now we know have no control over. And they were trying to cut the head off the snake, but that doesn't really work. Yeah. So cafeteria goes nuts. Everybody's going crazy. People flipping chairs and shit. It was awesome. Um, and we couldn't, we weren't in trouble cause like we weren't doing anything anyway. Uh, two more days go by. It keeps happening. One day before lunch, they say, okay, no lunch for anybody. You guys have to go to the auditorium before you go to lunch for a message. I'm pretty sure there was a cop there. I don't think that's true. I might be making that up. My friends tell me there wasn't, but I think there probably was. They said, okay, this has to stop or we're going to, uh, charge you guys with inciting a riot. Oh, you can't do that. So it yeah. went from like zero, yeah, yeah, like zero to sixty in like a day, which we're like, oh shit, okay. And it was clear they were talking to us, but they had the whole freaking lunch down there, right? So, um, <laughs> so again, we're like scared shitless. We're like, we're not doing this, but it it, uh, it sort of kept happening, even just without without any sort of organization whatsoever. Um, so <laughs> I'm told that, so we graduated in 2010. I'm told that it persisted until 2014 um, when we were long gone. So wow. I was a big hardcore conservative back then, but now I sort of look back at it. Maybe I'm romanticizing it a little bit, but like there was like this decentralized movement of like students celebrating and the administration just like couldn't fucking take it. You know, I don't understand why they were so pissed about it. Um, yeah. So that was a long story and I talked to them fast, but I know you guys have a big queue. That's all I have to say. So, <laughs> well, thanks for calling. That's yeah. that's fun. I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, have a good night. It's making me really happy to think about it because, like, you know, with, we we needed we needed something on Friday. School is so stifling, and it's just a big release for everybody. So yeah. glad we got to do that. Get your power back a little bit. True. Hey, have a good one, guys. You too. Yeah, definitely. Have a good night. Yeah. Peace. Like, huh, I never heard of that acronym stuff. That shit's cool as fuck. Yeah, I can't find it. They got the drop crotch shorts you really like. The the really low yeah. crotch. 
uh i saw him and i was like oh brett's gonna like this i don't know how to get him though so ah that's that's important it's, it's a hype beast thing you gotta get them well i i don't i mean you know how do you get them that's yeah tough. yeah I, I, they don't, I don't are you looking at a works. store or you just doing google shopping I'm not shopping right oh. now. I just, I looked it up because I wanted to see the mask. The uh, masks are going for five grand on eBay and shit. They're pretty wild looking. They got like all these zippers and shit all over. Oh, wow. They look fucking wild, dude. I'll, 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 I'll Twitter you one over. Okay. While you're on the next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, hi. It's, uh, it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth, hey, it's moly. been forever. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, sorry about that. I always intend to call in, uh, and then I just fucking don't. So, um, my bad. How's it going? What's going uh, on? Dude, I, uh, I am just driving home from my boyfriend. Uh, work tomorrow. Uh, don't want to fucking do anything there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Things are all right. Um, Sure, I sure am 20. Um, Congratulations. One year, and you can drink. Well, I mean, I turned 20 in February. I just mean, like, I don't know. I'm doing 20-year-old shit, you know? Oh, well, that's Uh, good. That's what you want to be doing at 19. You know, you're ahead of the uh, uh, curve on that. Yeah, um... But no, I, I'm 20. I, I'm a little high. Um, but Me anyway, too. I had a few things I wanted to talk about. Okay, uh, go for it. A few things. Uh, a solicitation for advice about um, getting out of a lease uh, at a big apartment complex. Okay. Uh, oh. My land is fucking crazy. It sucks. And I hate living here in the suburbs. Um, oh. So I really want to get out of here. Um, so, if anyone knows anything about trying to get out of a rent with a larger um, apartment complex, that would be greatly appreciated. Do you have a? Do you work? Uh, do you work close by? Yeah, that's like the one good thing. Um, I work like ten minutes away. Which okay, is really nice. As I say, sometimes there's a, but, there's a little thing you can get out of leases if you work far away. If you get a new job that's far away and shit. Oh, yeah, really? no, that's like the only good thing really about this place. Um, yeah, otherwise it's just suburban nothingness. Yeah, that's anyway. tough. The suburbs are so tough. But, I mean, I think you're more likely to get out of a lease with a big place than you are a small place. Have you gone in and talked to them? Uh, no, because, like, they hate me. Um, <laughs> they- I suck, and I'm 20. But they might want to get rid of you. Um, maybe. This might be true. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, you could sure. get lucky by being a bad resident and uh, just they they want to get rid of you, you know, and then they'll let you out of yeah, the lease. But- I mean, they're only human, right? And, and like... The the thing that I've heard the most about getting out of a lease early is that sometimes the complex will want to charge you for the month that it's vacant, which I know that's a tough right. one. But but how long do you have left on the lease? Right, and I don't know that. Uh, it goes up in July, so always. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're you're only halfway through it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I've been here two years already. Um, and yeah, let it not be here. Yeah, somebody let us know if you know of a, a way to get get rid of the uh, uh, get out of a lease early. I mean, I guess you could lie and say you you got a job out of town. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I wonder if that's possible. Uh, the second what quick thing about this apartment complex. Um, so there's like legitimately like 15 to 20 buildings. Uh, it's fucking huge. Um, and they just sent a message uh, last Monday. We are not accepting packages until further notice. We will not be accepting them that, accepting them at all. If you have a package at the office, they will be returned to sender on Wednesday. Really? I like, I don't understand how they can do that. Yeah, they're not accept like in the rental office. Like they can't, they can't drop them off there. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the only person who can get into the buildings is just like the the mail carrier. So it's not like delivery stuff, you know. So they can't even leave them in the area where they leave the mail. I've never really seen that. I would, I would, but, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I would think that's illegal, but who knows the way laws are set up for landlords is like, it's all on their side, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last little thing, uh, you're talking about Star Trek. Um, and I am a, Huge Star Trek fan. Uh, and Brian, if you want to get into Star Trek, don't watch TNG first. Uh, you should go for, you should go for DS9 first. I think you'd like that. And then you could maybe, maybe see and try and see if TNG is your thing. Deep Um, Space Nine. But I think you like characters you like. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd, you'd like that one. I'll have to check it out. Um, I, I'll have to check it out. I, I, I think. If I get to the point, once we're done with this TV show, I'm going to have some time. So uh, uh, maybe it maybe it will be time to to check out Star Trek. You know, wow, wouldn't hurt. New, yeah, new, new lease online. Yeah, Elizabeth, it's good to hear from you. Yeah, glad you're doing well. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hop out and uh, get to others. But nice been talking. Yes, yeah, nice to know, talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, peace. Bye. I sent you the masks, Brett. The yeah, those masks. are wild. I I can't imagine that's what they're talking about. I mean, that's what I see on the internet. Yeah, these are like, yeah, very much. Uh, they look like an evil person mask. Yeah, this looks like I a like Sega video game. Character. Well, that's acronym Nike Lab Presto Mid Face Mask. So yeah, the, that's the that's one. That's a collab. Yeah, they're saying that that guy makes takes one of a kind shoes and makes masks out of them. Oh, I don't want that. That's a shoe. Yeah, that's a fucking shoe. That's the presto side on the side of his face. I don't want a shoe on my a face. Thing. Maybe they mean they just got like a regular acronym mask. I just didn't see them on the acronym website. You yeah, know? I couldn't find them either. But uh, you know, what are you gonna do? We'll I see. like the uh, drop crotch pants. <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh-oh. Skelly. Hello. Hey, hey, who are we talking to? It's uh, me. Yep, it's it you. Is. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, how you doing? Emily in Indiana. Hey, Emily, how's it going? Oh, 
it's going. Uh, it's going. <laughs> it's just going. A lot of stuff happening. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, gotten. Uh, well, we winding down the campaign here in Cass County. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. How's it yeah. going? Shenanigans, shenanigans all around. You know how small town politics is. Oh really? What happened? Well, I mean, we've got at least one candidate who's getting uh, threats because her opponent is friends with her ex-husband. So that's what? been fun for her. Her opponent's friends like, with her ex-husband. Yeah, Oof. so they're like, oh, you've got yourself in your head and stuff, little girl. I was like, what? It's oh, no. a corner position. It's not like it's even any position of power or whatever, right? Yeah, Ooh, the coroner's position. That's a tough one to. Ugh. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, like why is that? Why is that even an elected position? Even <laughs> why is that a hotly you know? contested job? I guess if you're in a small town, though. Yeah, there's only one court. There's only one freaky deaky uh, uh, place for a person that likes to, you know, do stuff with dead bodies. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's. So that's been uh, that's been uh, an eye opener for a lot of people on that part. Yeah. But I was actually calling about um, some of the political calculus that I was doing, thinking about who was running in positions because this is coming down to basically a one issue campaign okay. over this plant that they're wanting to put out in the county that's going to put lead mercury into our environment. Oh, jeez. Yeah, That's bad. Yeah. And all the Democrats, which I'm running on, are anti-WSP. Okay. But there's another group calling themselves the Candidates for Change that is a mix of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. Okay. And at least two of them are current sitting Republicans who are on the council, the county council, and voted to have the WSP plant put in. Okay. Well, now they're saying, oh, no, this is a bad thing? Well, we're totally against it now. Okay. And have made themselves candidates for change. Are they, so they're against putting it in now? They're against it because they got caught like kids in their like kids with a hand in the cookie jar. Ah. And now they're like cuz what was it one of the guys was caught or overheard saying, "Well, it's easier to beg forgiveness than ask permission." Yeah, hey, I say that. Too, when yeah, no, when no one's I mean, listening. <laughs> it's a very famous uh, uh right? thing that people say. I I do know that one. <laughs> Exactly. So here's the here's the power grab. Well, not power grab, but what I feel is their attempt to maintain the power structure. Like I said, I'm the only republic or the only Democrat running. Only female under fifty as well. I might add. Okay. And then we've got two independents running against three repu- sitting Republicans. Okay. Well, except. One of the sitting Republicans is also running for commissioner. Okay. 
So let's say that we replace all three of the at-large seats. Okay. If the guy gets the commissionership, the Republicans are still going to have the majority to appoint that fourth seat. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, you don't want that. Which means they'll still have, they'll still have the majority vote to prevent us from rescinding the bond that gives them the money to build this plant. Okay. So, and they'll also still have the majority commissionership to say, well, it's up to us to bring ideas to the council and you guys just pay for it. Okay. Okay. So, so this is the, the political calculus that people that they have duped the, uh, uh, candidates for change supporters into thinking that they're going to get what they want. Okay. But it's still going to be a four to three vote if all their quote unquote change candidates get elected. Shit. So you got to win this. We not only do we have to win the council, but we have to prevent the guy who's on the council from getting the commissionership. Shit. Okay. But he's running as a quote unquote change candidate. Yeah. What what can he do? So what what can people do to to help with this? This sounds dire. It's been and that's the thing. These guys have clogged the airwaves this whole campaign with we're the candidates for change. We'll stop the WSP, blah, 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 blah. And I've been tr- and the guy who's been like selling the signs and the t-shirts and the stuff and been like, we got to stop WSP. We got to stop it and stuff. Well, he's also making money off the signs and the right. shirt and the, everything like that. And I was thinking, Oh, this guy's gonna be great for my campaign stuff. And I went to buy my logo off of him. Cause I couldn't afford the signs at the time. Uh-huh. And there was a guy in there selling him like Trump paraphernalia and was like, and I'm thinking, Oh God, I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I I mean, if there is like a a small business owner that makes the signs, he's probably a Trump guy. I mean, not a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of small businesses are, are Trump people. Yeah, but it's like. Yeah, but you got you can be making. There's a lot of these signs sitting around. People are charging a lot. You're charging a lot for these shirts. Oh yeah, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like it kind of feels like you're playing both sides of the both sides of the court on this one, dude. I'm sure he is. You know that that's that and that's the. I'm sorry, I didn't, mean to cut, I didn't mean to cut you off there. That that is that is how no, they no, work. No, I mean that's just. Right. Yeah. So it's like I just I just feel bad that that I wasn't. I feel like people who are going to vote have already voted for the for this group that they think is going to bring about the you know uh, rock candy mountain. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what changed. Like, oh no. Our hands are still tied. Whoopsie doopsie. I guess all this corn that's going to be made into corn syrup is still going to get lead and mercury in it. And your Shit. 
the ethyl alcohol plant that goes into fuel, which is like, oh, 20 feet from where they're building this plant. Damn. It's also going to be highly contaminated. Well, business. Then there's the river that's right there. Business always wins. It's it sucks. We gotta we gotta stop these businesses. Is the problem? But they always yeah. let the business win. That's that's the thing. They got all the money. That's the problem. Yeah, and well, so we're we're still fighting that battle until yeah. the first kiln gets fired up. And even after, I feel we've been still stop it. But, Hell yeah! You know, keep trying. I keep asking. I keep, I keep asking who's willing to chain themselves to a bulldozer. And oh, Brad will like, do oh, that. Oh, you've got more balls than me. And I'm like, dude, I'm a 40-year-old girl, and I'll go and chain myself to a bulldozer and more so if I have to. If that's- <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Brett will do it for you. I He'll mean, chain himself to the factory. I mean, I watch- yeah, I mean, I watch the water protectors take way worse than this crap. I'm not about to sacrifice my town. Hell yeah. yeah well, Hell yeah. I love it. So how, 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 who needs so, to, to vote for you and when? Yeah, let us know here. Well, we have till the 3rd. I'm Emily Sawyer for County Council at Large. We're going to grow our greatness because Cass County's got nothing but potential. Like literally nothing but potential. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- thanks for calling so, in. Help her out if yeah, you're there, okay? Yeah. Have a good so, night. That's like a... You too. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Keep fighting that fight. You too. You too. Keep it up. Yeah. All right. One more call to end them all. All right. Let's take the last call right on time, too. Shit. Yeah, we're good at it. We're good at this. Thanks for calling Street Fight. How's it going tonight? Hey, am I on? You're on. Who's this? Hey, uh, this is Gav. Uh, sorry, I am watching the stream, so I'm gonna close one of these out. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta mute us over there. Oh, I can. Yeah, hear otherwise uh, we're all gonna be uh, gross and disgusting. Uh, no, I, I kind of got two things I want to say, and I'm gonna be quick as possible. But I know we've been doing hobby talk on street fight yeah recently and i got into 3d modeling and i think that that's what maybe murder brian should get into if you can't figure out how to put uh model cards together because it's really fun but also you can also you know self-create and I'm looking. I'm, I'm I'm gonna look that up right now and find out what it is. I I oh okay yeah that seems hard, but uh, uh I have to give it a shot sometime. Is that 3D printing? Is that what it is? Looks it says math on this page. Uh oh, I think we lost our last caller. Hello. See them on there. Hello? Did you hit your mute button by any you chance? You have muted yourself, caller. Did you just want to let... Hey, 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 hey. hey. Uh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, I'm back. Uh, sorry. Yeah. My phone did a weird thing. Oh, it's they, they no that. problem. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Hey, I'll, I'll, I, I'll I give apologize. it a shot. No, uh, it's really cool. 
because when it fails, you can just always blame the CIA for fucking with your 3D model. Hell yeah. But uh, in my uh, real life, I've really been listening to you guys, and you got me through like a really rough time in my life. Uh, like I had an engagement that failed, and I was really bummed out, and I dropped like two tabs of acid and did some self therapy and got my shit back together, and Sorry. that was really dope. So. Uh, I gotta quit my, I guess, former position and get into uh, a way better job. So, sorry, I'm trying to give you the quick version of everything. And I just really appreciate you guys, and I think you're super dope. And I'm sorry that a phone call cut in <laughs> the middle of this conversation. Oh, you're you good. Uh, you're good. So, well, thank you for calling. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, I think you're great. I think everybody should do acid for the first time for all their bad situations. And Hell yeah. I think it should. Love y'all. Yeah. I want to do it soon, too, but I just got to get in the country. Move right. the country. No. Uh, no, I, I, I've probably been once before, and I was uh, way too fucked up to have been calling into y'all, but... <laughs> There's never there's no, no such thing as too fucked up to call into street fight. Hey, it's always going to be comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Or it's awkward, and 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 then we feel bad because we have to hang up. And but, I make you uncomfortable, and yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. nothing like making murder Brian uh, uncomfortable. What's well, the easiest thing in but, the world to do? So trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm uncomfortable 90% of the time, but, but thanks. Thanks for right, calling well, in. No, no, no. I did. I, I understand that. Uh, sorry. I know that, uh, I am last caller status. So no, I, I went in sovereign citizen, uh, myself, a uh, prescription for doing acid and it was fucking dope. Hell yeah. And I was in a very dark place. And then, I hadn't done acid before, but it got me out of a very dark place because, I don't know, as a person, uh, I looked everything up beforehand. I was trying to be responsible, yeah. but the guy who invented AA fucking went on an acid trip beforehand, okay. and then they made it into AA, so... I'm sure you've heard that before. I have, but like, don't. If you need a, that I respect and support you, but just do acid instead, and then keep having fun. So <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's a great change of perspective. You know, like I, um, but yeah, I mean, you can. I don't. I think that sometimes also, if you're in a bad place, you can't have a bad trip. So I guess you got to really know, and if you're ready for it, then I, I mean, I guess you'll be fine, probably. Right? Yeah. No, no. I'm not recommending people do bad things to themselves. No, that but, that I I recommend against. No, that I I just too. hung out on my deck for like three hours, and then I came inside and I hung out with my dog. So that's fun. I was in a comfortable position 
that allowed me to, you know, just trip for, you know, yeah. long 16 you hours. And then I uh, was probably tripping when I went into work the next day and I just told everyone to leave me alone. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Gave you the confidence uh, which, to tell them to fuck uh, off. You know, like for a first trip, yeah, yeah. No, I, I really exude the street fight mentality of please leave me alone uh, or fuck off. Yeah. Hell yeah. But. Well, thanks for calling in, no, buddy. I, I'm glad it worked out for okay. you. Okay. Yeah, a- no, I love y'all. I'd, I'm in a position where I can uh, give you some monetary support, and y'all have been really good for being in my development. So, love y'all. Yeah, thank you. Thanks love you, too. On. Yeah, appreciate you. Hope everyone's doing well. Yes. Okay. Have a good night. Bye, dudes. Uh, well, that's Street Fight Radio, the call-in show. You know it well. Three hours of calls every single Sunday night, 9 p.m. to meet midnight Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you want more Street Fight, you want to support what we do, even if you're not going to listen to it and you like the show, just a regular podcast, please, at this time, consider going to patreon.com slash streetfightradio and signing up. Uh, for $1 a month, you'll get uh, a couple audio things a month. Um, uh We've got like one or two episodes of uh, maybe March Madness or Holy Boys will be coming out next, but you can access Shocktober Volume 1 for $1 a month. $3 a month, you get access to our digital zine. I've been working hard on getting that out. Uh, That's going to the religion zine just came out. I've got two more ready to go coming out in the next uh, five or six weeks. Uh, So... $3 gets you that. $5 is where you can watch the video content we do, listen to the bonus audio premium shows that Brian does. And then this is, this changed in October. So I know some of you aren't up on it, but, uh, $8 a month gets you the zine, the digital zine and the, the $5 audio and video stuff because the zine costs, uh, an incredible amount of money to produce, uh, several hundred dollars to get the graphic designer, to get the editor, to pay the cover, to pay for 10 articles, you know, uh, it, it costs a couple thousand bucks to pull off each zine. So that's all separated. And then $12 a month, we will mail a copy of the zine to your house and you get access to everything else. So please resubscribe if you want to get more from us and uh, support what we do. Uh, we're also taking pre-orders on a fucking awesome skull t-shirt right now, including a long sleeve. Those are union made t-shirts and union printed all the way through thoroughly done uh t-shirts you pre-order those you have until the 31st this month uh they will be mailing out at the end of november wavy tees just went in the mail uh yeah yesterday i think they they, yeah friday they on friday rachel and gwen and katie folded them all up printed the labels sent them out those will be coming this week they look awesome there are some masks left I, the first day I wore the wavy mask, someone said, Hey, I like that mask. Um, it looks great with the shirt. The t-shirt is so fucking soft. It's incredible. Um, they really came out amazing. There's a few of them left. If you want to try to get them, they're at store.streetfightradio.com. I've also got chronic, the hemp hog stickers, anvil stickers, and gumball stickers. Those are there. If you want to show your support for street fight radio, 
uh, you can jump and grab some stickers to put on your laptops and computers and whatever else you need stickers for. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. I'm going to try to make a pumpkin into a bong and uh, debut that on Wednesday night. For Street Fight, peace.